following announcement has been paid for by the New World Order. You are now listening to Lucha Outsider Show, available on iTunes, SoundCloud, and anywhere you listen to podcasts. At Lucha Outsiders, everywhere. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, SoundCloud, and iTunes. Lucha Third bottle of tequila we drank last night. That's what the energy is. <laughs> what up, Mario? I'm Leo. That's Mario. Have no fear of the legend thrillers here. I am the heel that feels the deal of Illinois State showing the anti-hero the eye. WC, your boy, Mr. Rated R. And fresh from Dallas, he's the analysis of the L-O-C. He put the honor back in Ring of Honor. <laughs> I still can't get over the cowboy hat. He's a straight shooter on Twitter from the mean streets of L.I. Host of Texas once, comes back a full-blown cowboy, baby. <laughs> Look at me. All What's right. going on, fellas? All right, Great to be back. <laughs> I love this new music. Yeah, you know we, we like EDM stuff. Yeah, I feel we, like I gotta uh, like rage. Yeah, we. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't go with your look, though. <laughs> yeah, it definitely doesn't fit the look. Definitely no. doesn't fit the look. Definitely doesn't fit. Does the look. not. Ryan, <sighs> welcome back. Thank you, thank you. It's it's been crazy, man. It's been a crazy two weeks. Uh, but man, oh man, I got a lot to talk about. Yeah, yeah. We yeah. have a lot to talk yeah, about collectively because a lot happens. Oh, see, I see what you did there collectively. Yeah, yeah, I, I see, see, I see, I got it. I got it. I, yeah. I got it. I got it. I um, got it. Well, welcome to another episode of Lucha Outsider Show. We are back as a unit. Well, sort of. Leo, yeah, how two, are you? Two and a half. Leo, what, what's what's going on? I'm still on hungover here? from yesterday. All right. So if Leo's <laughs> going to take a powder, maybe the ghost of Leo will return. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, let's get started, guys. We're, we're, we're not going to bullshit. We're going to get right into it. But before we do that, give me a second. It's hashtag Rebel Time. That's a commercial in itself. By the way, during Mania Weekend, I finally had the Broken Skull Lager. Oh, yeah? Let me tell you something. That beer is so smooth, so good. It's, I don't even say it's a light beer. It just goes down really, really smooth. I definitely yeah. recommend people if you if you're a beer drinker, it's a good beer. It's it's definitely worth getting. Is it that hard to yeah, find? Yeah, for sure. I, I, did you like his IPA or no? I like the IPA. I'm not, and I'm not big on IPAs. There's only like maybe yeah. less than a handful of IPAs that I actually enjoy. I do enjoy the Broken Skull IPA, but this lager, yeah. dude, this lager is it has a yeah. great taste, man. Well, I enjoy the IPA as well, but man, this yeah, the lager is like ten times better. I I would choose that one over over the. The IPA any day, but um, yeah, it's it's awesome. Trying to find it is not that it, easy. Let's not. hope over. Let's hope over time it gets easier. But uh, yeah, I definitely recommend it as well. It's, so it's I ended up finding it Saturday, and wow. it was cool. the last case. It was like oh, the last wow. case at this liquor store, or whatever. 
And then I was like, man, this is so good. I was like, let me see if I can go on the hunt on Sunday to like, you know, buy another case. I went to mm-hmm. like four different liquor stores that said that they had it and they were sold out. Wow. It's crazy. Everybody's getting it from Mania, man. Everybody's stocked up. I know, man. It's a great beer. So if you guys do get a chance to try this beer, definitely try it. If you're a beer drinker, it's, it goes down. It's smooth. I won't consider it a light beer. It's not like a Miller Lite or a Bud Light, but it just has like a really good taste to it. And it just goes down smoothly. It is light in the terms of it's only like four percent, I think, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't. I don't think it's um his broke his IPA. I feel like is like close to nine percent. Yeah, his IPA. I feel like is this is only four percent, so it's light in terms of that. But mm-hmm. yeah, it definitely goes down smooth. Hi, Ryan. What? What? This is gonna be like the Ryan show because we're both gonna give you different experience from me watching it at home and you actually being in Dallas live. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will say before we kind of break things down and go into details when it comes to stuff of Mania Weekend, I will say, just watching it from home, I'm like, damn, I should have fucking went to Dallas. If if timing would have worked out differently, I definitely would have went to Dallas. It just didn't work out. It wasn't more. It wasn't necessarily on a financial level why I couldn't go. It's just timing just didn't work out for me. But yeah, just watching it at home overall with not just Mania, but just all these different shows that happened Mania weekend with some of the GCW shows and the Ring of Honor stuff. It just felt like everyone out there had like such a positive and great energy, and people just wanted to go there just to have a great time, whether to go to these shows or do the meet and greets at WrestleCon, like the energy over there, I felt it. And this is just me watching the shows on TV, but let's uh, start with you, Ryan. Tell me how, you know, from the flight. Well, first of all, we did a fucking show. I want, we finished up at one 30 in the morning prior yeah. to you flying out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we did. Yeah. I, I forgot about that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. After we were done with that, I uh, got like three hours of sleep. I feel like that night. I uh, had to be up at like 5 a.m. And uh, yeah, just the, the flight was good. It, it, you know, it took off on time. We actually had to go around some bad weather, which added an extra 45 minutes onto the flight, which was brutal. Uh, man, I was getting so antsy. Um, <laughs> but it was what it was. And uh, yeah, got there, got there safely. And then, uh, yeah, man, just as soon as you land, in whatever city WrestleMania is, it's just like, it's awesome. You get off the plane, you see like the posters, like the WrestleMania posters all around the airport. And already you could just like feel, feel the energy the energy in the city, you know? And that's just like one of the coolest parts about it. You see other people wearing uh, WWE merchandise, uh, you know, I'm to, glad like, that you mentioned stuff. That. I'm glad that you mentioned that. So what, what airport did you fly out of? I flew out of uh, LaGuardia. Okay. Okay. So when you get to the airport and you've already checked in, do your gimmick, uh, pass through TSA or whatever, and now you're just waiting for your flight. I'm assuming. I'm assuming that's mm-hmm. what you did. Yep. Did you see other people wearing wrestling merch? Yeah. Of yeah. course you did. You could, you, yeah, right. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, listen, there was people on, on my flight that were just, you know, you're always going to get the, you know people like that. So what I went to when I went to Dallas, um so I went to what I traveled to to Manias for Dallas and New Orleans, right? And mm-hmm. I forgot which which one it was. I know it was both, but specifically for one of them, I want to say it was the one in Dallas. That year, I just had like a that year of me flying out, I had like my jean vest on and I think I had like um I had a WrestleCon shirt 
from uh from San Jose because I like the design so much because it kind of had like the the California thing with the bear on it, but it just had mm-hmm. WrestleCon. I, I just love the shirt, so I was like, yeah, I'll just wear this because it, it doesn't really look like a wrestling shirt. It just kind of looks like a like a California mm-hmm. shirt. So, I, whatever. I and me, I'm not saying that I'm antisocial, but like I just don't talk to just any yeah. Joe Schmo. I just kind of if I don't know you, I just kind of just chill in my little corner and you know whatever. So. As I as I'm sitting there, I have my headphones on and I'm just like, you know, looking at everyone. I see person after person after person just wearing WrestleMania gear galore all over them with the hat, the fucking shirt, the gimmicks, the this and that. I'm like, listen, I know we're all going to Mania, but you don't have to be decked out, you know, from head to toe with <laughs> WrestleMania gear. Yeah, you're always going to get people that are like that, man. You, it's like, oh, you can tell where they're going, you know? <laughs> and yeah, I'm, I'm the same way, too. Like, listen, I was with my buddies, so like, obviously I'll talk to them. But I don't know, like, when it's 7 a.m., bro, and I'm boarding my flight, I'm just really not trying to talk to some right. some mark about wrestling, you know? I'm just, it's just not the time and the place. So, <laughs> hey, are you uh, going to WrestleMania? Well, what do you yeah. think, jackass? I'm wearing <laughs> Right, and with my luck, I'd be sitting next to him too, where he'd be like, ah, "Which match you think you've ever to?" You know, so not uh, not about that. Okay, so you get to Dallas, you see all the, and that's a common thing when you guys travel for WrestleMania. For those that have gone to WrestleMania, once you get to the airport of where Mania is gonna, where like the host of Mania is, like you know, the town, the city, whatever. You see poster after poster, gimmicks, WrestleMania signs. It's all over the place, even at the airport. And mm-hmm. Dallas yeah. Airport is pretty big, too, because I think it's like different sections from what I remembered. Um, It's kind of like spread out from what I remember of Dallas Airport. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty big. Um, where, where, where I picked up my bags, there was a poster of like Becky and Bianca, uh, mm. like right, like right there, like right above the, the baggage claim. Uh, which was cool. And then, like I said, you see Brock and Roman posters all over the place. And just like I said, like, you immediately feel like, all right, like, like, let's go. Like, you know, like, it's it just, I don't even know how to really describe it. You kind of have to, like, experience it for yes. yourself. Yeah. Um, it, it's just, it's just awesome. And then, you know, getting the Uber and, and uh, going to, you know, where we were staying and stuff like that. And, like, you're driving downtown and you see, like, the posters on the, on the poles and stuff, yeah. like, like, um, on, like, the main streets and stuff. It's just, like I said, it, it's so freaking cool. Um, and just makes you feel like you just feel like the energy and the vibe of like, you know, WrestleMania week, even even that early, even on Wednesday, you know, because that's pretty early to, to to fly in. Most people fly in like either the Thursday or the Friday. Uh, but you could just I felt it immediately. It was it was awesome. How far. So from what I remembered, I think the airport from downtown Dallas, from the airport, I believe the distance was like a little under a half hour or something like that. Yeah, Am I it's, re- like, I remember? it's like it's close to a half hour, but yeah. probably like 25 minutes, I would say. So from uh, where but, you guys are staying at, how far was that from like everything? So we actually, so uh, me and my buddies were debating for a long time if we wanted to stay closer to downtown or if we wanted to stay closer to the stadium. Right. Were we also looking for something in between, which I guess we kind of did get something in between. Uh, we ended up getting a um, an Airbnb in Grand Prairie, which is 15 minutes from uh, AT&T Stadium. Yeah. And it was like, it was a, a little, it was like the same distance probably from the airport to downtown, a little under a half hour, probably a 25 to 30 minutes uh, from downtown, which was annoying, but, you know, it, it is what it is. Um, so from the airport, it really didn't take us too long. It took us about, you know, 15 minutes 
um, to get to where we were staying. But the thing was, we couldn't even, uh, I got, I got in at like, we got in at like 1230, almost one o'clock and we couldn't check in until three o'clock. You know, that's, that's like normal for like hotels and stuff like that. But it's the same thing applies for Airbnbs. Well, hotels um, is a little bit different. Cause like they'll, if, if your room is ready, they'll oh, actually, if it's ready, they'll let you yeah. check in early. Not, I mean, not yeah. every case is like that, but some hotels are cool. Like if you get there early, you know, due to a flight. Right. Well, you, yeah. yeah. And I, I hit up, um, the, the woman who was, you know, the owner of the Airbnb I was staying at too, and asked the same thing if we could check in early, but problem was the maid wasn't done cleaning yet. Yeah. So I was like, all right, like, you know, whatever it is what it is. So we ended up going to get some lunch and, uh, we're, we're walking into, it wasn't a restaurant. It was more of like a fast food type of place. Okay. Uh, raisin, raisin canes chicken. I don't okay. know if you ever heard of that. Okay. Um, we walked in with our suitcases and stuff. <laughs> well, what other choice did we have? You know, look at look uh, at these tur- look at look at these tourists. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, then we grabbed some lunch and then we uh we kind of just hung out and dude, like it was like two thirty and we're like, all right, like let's just go to the Airbnb and let's just see like what's up, you know? Right. Um. So we got there and like uh, you know, I'm looking for the key in the lockbox and like oh, I then no. I did I figure out that the, the door's unlocked i'm like oh shit so she must still be here we did see a car outside so we i assumed it was her uh we walked in and she was like cleaning the floor still and i'm like oh my god i'm like you know she was cool about it right. um but i felt i felt like i felt a little weird like i didn't want to like rush her or anything like you know she was doing her job so like i didn't want to like intrude so i just i said to her i was like listen can we just drop off our bags here and like we'll we're gonna go for a walk or whatever like you do what you got to do and she was cool about it so we dropped off our stuff and then we actually walked to the uh the liquor store and the uh, oh, and nice. just to get some beer and stuff so like by the time we got back she was gone so it was uh it ended up working out okay you get to the airbnb by the way for those that never been to dallas at&t stadium is technically not in dallas it's in arlington it's yeah, in arlington yeah. texas so that's like outside of dallas it's kind of like I guess to compare it, even though I never, I never been there. Well, I've been to Chicago, but you know how it's like all in, like all in and all out. You know the Now Stadium and before yeah, all this yeah, they, yeah, they they promote it like it's in Chicago, but it's really not in Chicago. It's kind of like right. the same thing. Yeah, but. yeah, it's yeah, it's basically the same thing. Even like uh, something like Ring of Honor too. That was in um, Ring of Honor wasn't even in Dallas either. It was in. Uh, uh, I forget the name. It starts with a G, but it was outside. It was like a different like. Uh, I don't want to say Glendale or something. That doesn't you, sound right. Did, weren't you the one that Garland, told, Garland, Garland, uh, Texas? Didn't Garland. you tell me that was like almost close to an hour away from everything? Yep. Yeah. That from where we were staying from my Airbnb, it was 56 minutes away Jesus from downtown. Christ. It was still from downtown. It was still close to a half hour away. Oh my God. So yeah, that was another reason why too. I was like, Oh, like this is, this is all the way in Guam, man. Like, and just the times didn't line up from what I was doing. And it just, uh, like I said, it didn't work out. Of course, if it was closer, I probably would have considered it a little bit more. But it just, uh, to me, it didn't seem like it was worth it. All right. So you get, you guys get there Wednesday, the whole Royal Ramble crew, whatever. You guys are Wednesday. I, there, from what I remember, Wednesday, there wasn't really shows going on or whatever. So, yeah. you know, you pretty much is just enjoying your time there, relaxing, you know, exploring Dallas or whatever. So, for you, when did the wrestling part of it start uh, happening, I guess, in your trip to Dallas? I guess Thursday morning when we um, we hit up the Superstore at the Grand Oh, Oakland yeah. Oh, store. yeah. Big merch yeah. guy. Oh, yeah. Big merch yep. guy. Oh, yeah. Got to get that merch, baby. That's one of the things <laughs> I look forward to the most. Is this, is this where you bought the cowboy hat? 
that you're wearing. This right is now. where I bought this <laughs> famous cowboy hat that got so many compliments throughout the weekend. And you know, I thought this was going to be like one of the hottest selling items of the weekend. You would think, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but man, like I feel like me and my my friends were the only ones at WrestleMania wearing these things, and like really around, yeah, like. I did not see many people wearing these cowboy hats, which I was a little surprised about because, you know, come on. Okay. Well, I mean, it, it looks like a dope hat. You know? it, it's, dude, I wore it everywhere, man. It was, it's, it's sick. I dig it, man. Never thought I'd uh, be a cowboy, but <laughs> cowboy shit. Here I am. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so, okay. So uh, now the wrestling fan in you, when you were at the superstore, right? Now, I granted we all, everyone uh, knew or assumed, like, okay, Cody's going to be the guy facing Rollins, right? When you were at the superstar, did you did you even get like a sniff or anything anything close of like, hey, is that Cody merch right there? <laughs> did you get no no, no no clue no clue no clue no, no clue. nothing that that stuff didn't come out until Monday uh, and it's not so, Monday and Sunday it, and it sold out like that. <laughs> yeah, so well, actually, I don't want to skip ahead, but yeah, um, I'll tell tell my okay. story too because I did cop cop myself. Uh, okay, you went to the superstore. Did you see anybody? Any any talent there? Nothing. Anybody? No. Um, so I, I took a couple of trips to the store because one of my of other buddies came in. Oh, of course, yeah, you did. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, not even necessarily just buy stuff. Just because. So the way they did it this year, and you 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 know too. I'm sure you've attended Access in yes. the past. Um, the way the superstore layout was this year was like the store and Access were one. It was just one whole like entire like you don't have to go to a separate area to to go to access like you actually had to pay ten dollars so it was like a con it was like a convention yeah yeah the huge convention like uh like room and just superstore was like in the front and then you like walk to the back and like everything's open there was a ring right in the middle um there was like um they were doing like airbrush tattoos on one side you could do your own entrance um they did like you could take a picture with the Kevin Owens uh, show set and like the Miz TV set. There's like little like interactive, like fun things to do like that. Uh, you can call a match on commentary. Um, they had the Undertaker's graveyard there, which a couple of things you had to pay extra for. Absolutely right. ridiculous. To go into the Undertaker's graveyard, like um, <laughs> to walk through, like to see the memorabilia, you had to pay $25 to walk in there, bro, to see all that stuff. They had is the. That, it's not even like Undertaker's Alex- there. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> They had the um, Alexa's uh, playground, yeah. and as as I say, Alexa, my Amazon Alexa's going off over here. <laughs> um, <laughs> but they had the Alexa's playground set, and to take a picture on the swing, fifteen dollars. I was like, "What? Let me." No, thank you. I'll... I would not even. I probably wouldn't have even taken a picture if it was free. But just the fact that they you made they made people pay fifteen dollars. A little girl who's dressed like Alexa Bliss just pay fifteen. Her parents have to pay fifteen dollars to take a picture and, on this swing. And and the funny thing is, Alexa wasn't even in Dallas at all because this no. last night she got married to um, yeah to to Ryan Cabrera's the dude's name. I always forget his name. Ryan Cabrera. So I mean, congrats to them. Yo, Alexa Bliss is out here living her best fucking life. I don't know. Yeah. If, I don't know if you guys seen like footage of her actual wedding or anything, but like she had fucking in sync performing at her fucking wedding like she's out here living her best life she could give two shits about mania fuck mania she out here getting married and just having a blast yeah yeah she wasn't <laughs> anywhere near anything mania weekend had nothing to do with it no interviews no nothing wasn't a part of it in any fashion at all mm-hmm. but they still had her set there so um you know i guess just to, to add more things to to the access experience and you know then they had more memorabilia stuff which was kind of cool so the whole entire thing was uh it's definitely cool to see, uh, for sure. So 
but like that, you know, took a couple of trips there because like, I didn't get to see everything the first time around. Cause um, you know, the first time we just went to shop and then we went back, my friend flew in a couple of days later, he wanted to go see it. So I went back with him and then I uh, went back, you know, to just to experience it all. Cause you know, when we had nothing to do, we we're just like, yeah, let's just go walk around access. And then a couple of times I went back, I did see like Sammy Zayn was doing an interview uh, with Ryan Satin in the ring. Um, Drew McIntyre was doing some meet and greets. I saw him. Uh, Liv Morgan and uh, Rhea Ripley were doing meet and greets. So I saw them. Um, so, yeah, like, you know, they, they obviously had to pay for those meet and greets. So I did not pay to meet them, but um, did see them, which was kind of cool. I think uh, shout out to Iridium from the Rust Friends. I think she did some of the WWE meetings. Yes. I think she met Drew, and I think she did. They also had like panels. Like I know there was like a yeah, Dominic, Dominic and Rey Mysterio one. I think there was like a Bianca Belair one with Street Profits. There might have been, I think, like a Becky and Seth Rollins also a panel. There, so there's different panels also. And I'm guessing what you're saying, this access slash superstore gimmick that they were doing this year. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to Iridian too. I know it's her first mania and um, I, she should come on the show and, and give her thoughts on her first mania experience. Cause everything we're talking about where like you land in the city and you see mm -hmm. the posters and everything, you just have to be there to actually feel it. I'd love to like hear it from her perspective. Like I'd love to like somebody who's been there for the first time, like this is like, and again, I'm not trying to, I'm, I'm not trying to brag or anything like that, but this is my sixth one, bro. So right, like to right, me, right. I still get that energy and of that course. feeling, yeah. but like, I can't even like imagine what, like, I can't even remember what it was like for my first time there. Like it was just, I would love to hear somebody's uh, perspective like her. And uh, I actually met up with her on Monday at the store when she was waiting online to meet Drew McIntyre and we talked for a bit and she's, she's just awesome. Obviously. So, so, so shout out to Ridian. I know she listens all the time. Um, so, so cheap, her. so awesome. cheap. Uh, plug for the rest friends if you want to know about reading's experience definitely download and yes, listen to yeah. the recent episode of the podcast where she breaks it all down it's a fantastic listen and you really get the perspective from her and i'll even quote her on this definitely check out the episode but she says on the episode this is one of the best wrestling experience she's ever had in her life and how how can you even disagree with that you know this is the first time you attend mania you, I was telling you off air before we went live on here, this past year's mania, and we're going to break some of the stuff that happened. You can make the argument it's probably top 10 of all time. That's how good this mania was. And this is your first mania. That's fucking awesome. I mean, yeah, dude, the fact that she could say at her first mania that she saw Cody Rhodes return to WWE, saw Vince McMahon wrestle a match and see Stone Cold Steve Austin well, wrestle his, well, his last match and his Vin, first match Vince, in 19 Vince years. wrestling is debatable. Whatever yeah, he did. Yeah, I'll, I'll put wrestling in quotes. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> oh my God. But yeah, Austin return over exceeded every. Oh my God. We're going to, and we're going to break all that down. I, I, I don't want to, I don't want to just jump ahead. But yeah, no, definitely no, no. check out the restaurants. Shout out to Rudy and Teddy. They, 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 yeah, right. they have I an actually, awesome brand. I actually liked the tweet where, um, you know, of the, of the brand new episode that she tweeted out and I did not get a chance to listen to it yet. So sorry, Iridian. Sorry, Teddy. I'm going to listen to the podcast like I always do, but uh, probably do it today when I have some time because I definitely want to hear all about your experience. Yeah, it's definitely it's a fantastic episode of fun. Listen. All right. Um, super uh, Superstore Access. You did that. You said you went there multiple times. Did you do anything on Thursday night, anything uh, wrestling related, or are you just kind of just chilling in Dallas? Just, in, you know, exploring? yeah, I uh, didn't really do anything, just chilled. Some of my other friends, shout out Brian um, from Royal Ramble, he went to Bloodsport, he went to um, Spring Break. Um, 
yeah, I just wasn't about going to like two shows in a row like that. I mean, like I just wanted to have fun and chill and explore Dallas. And um, so me and my buddies, we booked this, uh, we booked this beer bike tour thing where like you, it's like a bar on wheels and you pedal and some guy drives it. So like, you're not really pedaling to like make the thing move. Um, but oh, like yeah. pedaling is just part I of the experience. That. Yeah. I did one of yeah. those gimmicks. I saw you guys, uh, I think you and your brother, Nick, Posted videos of of the the bike drinking gimmick. I actually yep. did that in Philadelphia a couple years ago. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I, I've never seen this thing before. I mean, I, I've seen it, but I've never like gotten. I've, like, I've seen pictures and videos online, but I've never actually been someplace where like they had something like this. So I was like, oh man, I'm all in. And they take you to uh, like three different bars, and you stay there for like you get a drink at each one. You stay there for like 20, 25 minutes, um, and then you know it's like a whole two hour thing. It was awesome. And actually, so, and this is, again, why Mania Week is so awesome, too. Uh, the few other people on the bike with us, there was these two guys, and they were there with their girlfriends. And they were, like, they were like around our age, maybe a little older, like 27, 28. Mm-hmm. Super cool dudes. They were, from, uh, they were from Queens. Oh, nice. And they were there with their girlfriends, and they said they go to Mania every year. They were going to WrestleMania here. And uh, their girl, they drink. They don't really drag them. Their girlfriends want to go. Uh, they go on the vacation with them every year, too. And the girlfriends, they do something else while they go to WrestleMania, which I thought was freaking awesome. That is pretty um, cool. <laughs> you know, but, like, it, like that's just the, the, another example of, like, you know, everybody's there for the same thing, you know? And, like, they weren't wearing any WrestleMania merch. The only way we got on the topic of it was because I was wearing my cowboy hat with the WrestleMania logo on right. it. Um, but other than that, you know, I was wearing a button-down shirt, regular stuff. But we just started talking about mania and wrestling, and it was just awesome, man. Two super cool dudes. I ended up buying them shots at the bar, and oh, they nice. reciprocated at the other one. They bought me uh, drinks. So just awesome, awesome dudes. Um, and But that's another thing, too. Like, everybody's there for, like, the same thing. So you right. meet people along the way that are, like, there for wrestling. That are not peckerheads, and they're fucking just normal people that just want to have a good time and just enjoy wrestling. Absolutely. You wouldn't even know these, these dudes were wrestling fans, man. Like, they were just... Uh, they were awesome. So yeah, just a uh, really cool experience there. The bike tour was awesome. And like, see, that's the type of stuff really I wanted to yeah. do in Dallas because I've never been to Dallas before. So I've already done a lot of the indie stuff before. So I felt like I, even though the shows looked good, I felt okay with skipping it. I was content with just, uh, you know, exploring so, Dallas and just chilling. So I'll jump in here real quick and just mention uh, a couple of noteworthy things that happened at spring break, both night one and night two, before we talk about the hall of fame. Night one, I thought, was better than night two because you had just a series of great matches. You had AJ Gray and Moxie for the world title. You had Joey Janela and X-Pac. They both killed it. You had the opener, which they did some switching up there. Uh, Matt Tremont and Nick Gage defending those tag titles in a, in a three-way against um, Mance Warner and um, my guy Matthew Justice and the Briscoes. They they put in... Uh, I don't know what's going on with Tremont. I don't know what's going on there, but they ended up... Uh, sliding at this dude this deathmatch wrestler named Slade they put him in the mix I don't know if he's part of Nick Gage's crew now or whatever uh, but they had a three way the Briscoes picked up the tag titles which I was happy for especially what ended up happening at Ring of Honor Supercard how that transpired I'm like alright at least they picked up the GCW tag titles but then fast forward to last night they dropped those tag titles to Effie and um, Alley Cat so I'm like, yeah, what the I fuck? They, they just they, they held the titles for a week. So I don't know what's going on there. I don't know what's going on with the Briscoes. But um, then you had um, John Wayne Murdoch and Alex Cologne for the Ultra Violent Championship. That match was fucking brutal in a good way if you're into deathmatch wrestling. So just overall, 
I thought night one had uh you had also AR uh, Fox and Blake Christian. So overall, I thought night one had the better card. Uh, when it comes to like a wrestling aspect, but night two was good too. And night uh, night two was definitely enjoyable. You had Effie and Minoru Suzuki, which you're like, what kind of planet am I living on? <laughs> if we're getting this match, was really really entertaining. You had the clusterfuck battle royal, which listen, Joey Janela just was a star in this in this match because he was getting he was smoking weed, he was eliminating a whole bunch of people, he was wrestling the Invisible Man. They brought it back to like a social distancing match with him and Jimmy Lloyd. Um, at one point, he got high, so high, quote unquote. He ended up like getting a bag of Cheetos and was just running around eating Cheetos. It was just a fun night. Nasty, Le- nasty Leroy got murdered by, by Josh Barnett. By Josh right? Barnett, like oh my god, oh my god. It so was- I, I did, I did check out some of the GCW stuff too because uh, one of my friends ordered it, so um, I ended up watching. Like, I just skipping through, really, just watching, like, some of the, mat- like, not the whole entire show in its entirety, but I, you know, wanted to see certain things. So, I did. Obviously, night one was, was really enjoyable. I really liked John Moxley versus uh, AJ Gray. That was really I good. liked, uh, I liked Joey Janela and X-Pac, man. I was really, really impressed with X-Pac, uh, with how good he, he looked, man, yeah. for his age. And he says he's still going to keep going, even though his body's telling him to shut it down, <laughs> which is which is pretty cool to see. Um, the deathmatch, too, was just violent as hell um mickey james it was cool to see her in oh, gcw yeah. yep, against yep, ali um and then dude that clusterfuck man you went from <laughs> sean rossap <laughs> to nasty leroy to jimmy wang yang yeah. actually I, I think you had i think you had josh burnett in there somewhere in there too but you had jimmy wang yang i mean my goodness man like i was just like jesus christ like this is a mess but obviously that was that, the that's point. The, that's the point of clusterfuck. Yeah, that was the point. And my goodness, nasty Leroy is so freaking hilarious, bro. The way he the way he runs out, I don't even know if you noticed. When he runs out, it looked like he was gonna trip. Yeah. And then he gets in the ring and he can't do nothing, bro. He can't move for shit. Um, but it, it was it was just Listen, Josh Barnett committed murder with that yeah. clothesline to nasty Leroy. Yo, I know, I know. Oh, it my was unbelievable. God. But yeah, I think night two was just a fun night. And I mean, you could, yeah. and I think you could even say the same thing for Mania when we break it down, like comparing night one to night two. Night one was more wrestling oriented, and it's like this, and what a great match here and there. And then night two just felt more fun. Um, Did you stay up for the whole entire show from night two? So for night two, so yeah, so night two, I stayed up for the whole show because it was Friday. Wow. It was Friday. I, just, mm-hmm. I was like, I was coming already from my high from the Hall of Fame from Taker's speech, which was. Mm-hmm. Well, phenomenal and then okay i waited like an hour bullshit for an hour then turned tuned into spring break and then yeah i stayed up the whole thing and then after that i fucking crashed (laughs) yeah i bet dude because i you know dallas is one hour behind um you know know, on the east coast here so like it started at midnight in dallas but i didn't realize and that's 1 a.m 1 a.m yeah dude 1 a.m holy crap man well that show must have ended at like 3 30 in the morning yeah man and i mean it was it was fun and and don't get me wrong there were there was that point where i'm like this i'm like i'm like man i'm getting tired but i gotta stay up for this clusterfuck especially the clusterfuck because the clusterfuck was the main that was the main thing that was the main thing so i was like i needed to stay up for that and that was like the, the the where i was like just glued in, watching it like I had the full attention, I, and I definitely snapped out of it. And I was completely up watching the clusterfuck because it's like, what the fuck am I watching? But uh, yeah. 
overall, I thought night one and night two, the whole Joey Janela spring break uh, six was just a, a great show. Um, let, let, let me, since you're the big GCW guy, you probably know more more about this than I do. So spring breaks has, has been a staple of Mania weekend for since uh, 2017 in Orlando because I went to the first one. And they've all been pretty successful, and they all, but they've all gotten bigger and bigger and bigger every single year. Obviously, this year they did two shows, right? Yeah. And I would assume huge success. The, the places look they, packed out, I, even the one at midnight. They did two shows also when they were out here in New York as well. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. Okay, I forgot about that too. Mm-hmm. So this is the second second time, I guess, that they did two shows. Or maybe they did it last year in Tampa, two shows? Mm, no, they or only did, they did one. Because remember, Ricky Shane Page took over it because he beat Joey oh, yeah, yeah. in that match in AC. So then they changed it to RS, R, I think yeah. it was like our spring break. Yeah, I remember that. But the point being is spring breaks have been very successful. But Joey Janela posted a tweet that said spring break is done. This was the last one. I don't know if you've gotten a chance to see that. I don't even know if it's still up. I don't. I, it hasn't really made a lot of waves. I thought maybe it's because he's heel. He's, he's a he's heel. Doing that. Yeah, he's. There, yeah, you no think that? That there's no way they're giving up on the, on yeah. the spring. There's no way. It's it's too much of a money gra- grab for GCW. That's what I was gonna say, and like, why would like what would be the reasoning behind it? I, he's Brian just, he's just showed me that, that tweet, and yeah. I was just like, why? That makes no sense. And then mm-hmm. I thought maybe he's just in character. Yeah. Um, but it, that can't be because he cut that promo before. So after he beat X Pac, he cut like a promo saying they kind of like a, a, like kind of like a wink in the nuts to Vince when he brought back the when he brought back the NWO in WWE. Fe at the time, uh, mm-hmm. saying like I'm gonna kill my creation. I'm gonna I'm gonna eject poison. Like he was kind of like mocking the Vince. Like he was gonna kill his baby, what he created. But there's yeah, there's no way Spring Break is not gonna be a thing. He's just he's just heel right now. He's just going full mm-hmm. heel. And another thing too, watching Spring Break, man, Joey Janelle is such a fucking star, man. He he really yeah. is. He really he's is. in great shape. He's too. in great he's in shape. Um, his fucking Razor Ramon um tribute tights that he was wearing. I don't know if he wore it for night two, but for night one against his match against X Pac, I'm like, wow, those like what a great tribute. Like I- I'm just a big fan of Joey. Oh yeah, me too. Listen, people could say what they want about him, but I've always liked Joey Janelle. I've always respected what he's done, and uh, you know, it's hard not to respect him, man. The the guy just grinds. You know, he's just uh he's a workhorse. So. It's uh yeah he's 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 on pace to have I mean he's already having a great year but it's it's gonna continue. So did you watch the Hall of Fame at all or no? No, I I didn't get a chance to and I wanted to when I got back. I've been trying to look for it, bro. I can't find it on Peacock. Really? I don't know if it's just not available right now. Yeah, I even searched the Hall of Fame section and the and they have last the last Hall of Fame that they have on there really? in the archives. Is last year's. I, I don't know if anybody who's listening right now, if you found the Hall of Fame, um, you know, on Peacock, let me know because I I cannot find it on there for the life of me. I want to see Undertaker's speech, but I just haven't gotten the chance to. That's strange because, like, I think I so the Hall of Fame happened on Friday, and I think Sunday um, I was having lunch with my mom, and I was telling her how. You know, Taker's speech was fucking amazing. Like, I thought overall the whole Hall of Fame. This is, from what I remember, this is like the first Hall of Fame that I watched in its entirety from start to mm-hmm. finish. Because it, it, they just did it. They produced it differently. It was shorter. Uh, it wasn't like long-winded speeches unless it was Taker. And, th- and I won't even say Taker's speech was long-winded. It was just long, rightfully so. He deserved it. But I was telling my mom how how great his speech was. And my mom was like, oh, I want to I wanna watch it. So I was I put it on for her. And this was Sunday, and I found it, per- you know, unless they're 
maybe editing something out or maybe adding something to it. I don't fucking know, but that's I, maybe some type of maintenance is happening on Peacock at the time you were looking for it. But I find that really strange that you couldn't find it. Dude, yeah, I've been looking, man. I, I don't know. I Like I said, you would think when you search up Hall of Fame, too, it would come up right away. And, and it's it's listed, like, in seasons. It goes by seasons. Yeah. Like, there's the first yeah, yeah, one yeah. from, like, 1990-whatever. And then um, the the, la- the latest one that you can watch that I found was last year's in 2021. And I, I don't know. I, unless, like I said, but I don't know why it would be anywhere different than the Hall of Fame section. Um, but, yeah, I have had no luck finding it. I'm going to keep looking because, obviously, I want to want to see that speech. And I will eventually. But, yeah, I just have not gotten the chance to because Peacock's a freaking mess, bro. Oh, yeah. Peacock, the, the way it's just terrible. Happened, it's just, absolutely it's, terrible it's, it's to maneuver and to navigate through. It's got awful. But I really enjoyed the Hall of Fame this year, man. From start to finish, I thought the speeches were really good with the Steiners and then the Warrior Award um, for Shad Gaspar, which was very touching. Um, Charmel, I thought her speech was phenomenal, too. Um... And then Taker, Taker was just. I thought, oh, let me let me also mention Vader. I thought um his uh, wife and his son did an incredible job with their speech as well. Um, I did notice it, and I was I actually messaged Iridian because she was there um at the Hall of Fame, whatever, and and obviously she was there for SmackDown. You know, I feel bad for her. God bless her. Yeah, for yeah, yeah Jesus Christ, this, <laughs> uh, this SmackDown was just atrocious. But for the Hall of Fame, I was like. Let me ask you something. Is there like um, a teleprompter, like a screen uh, for the Hall of Fame, or whatever? Because you could tell for some talent, they it was like they were reading it, like they were legit reading it, like from the teleprompter. And there's other people that were just like Taker at moment, and I think like Vader's son and wife, and even the Steiners, it didn't feel that way. Like they were reading it. Like they may, maybe there was a teleprompter from them and they would just look from time to time. And then, but it just felt a little bit more natural. Right. And I think what gave me like, there's gotta be a teleprompter there was like when Dana warrior came out and she got no reaction whatsoever. When she, (laughs) when she, when she started talking, I'm like, there's no way She's reading all this off the cuff. She's definitely, she's definitely like, there's no way she's coming up with this. Like, it's coming out of her, like, by memory. She's got to be reading it. And you could tell, like, you could even tell, too, like, if you, for those that are watching me on Facebook, right, when they were like, when you could tell when they were reading it from the teleprompter, especially when it came to the Dana Warrior, like, you see, like, her little head, like, just kind of, like, moving, like, <laughs> like she's reading it, right? And you could see her eyes, like, fucking going left to right. So I'm like, there had to be a teleprompter. And then I asked like, Iridian, is there like a teleprompter there? She's like, yeah, there's like a big screen. I'm like, okay, it makes sense. Oh, there was. Huh. But uh, take her speech, dude. Um, if there's anything that you need to watch from this year's Hall of Fame, I think you should watch the whole show. But if you really need to uh, watch take her speech, man, it was, it, it, I could, it, it might be one of the best speeches for for a Hall of Fame induction. Um, it, it's up there, man. I, I can't think of another one that was better than Taker's right now. On top of my head. And this is coming from, you know, two of my favorite wrestlers, Edge and Shawn Michaels, which I love dearly. They had incredible speeches. But something about Taker's, man, it was just different. And I did a post on Taker's speech. Like, in ring-wise, he left it all out there every single night. You know, for better, for worse, even the times where we questioned him. And it's like, hey, damn, he shouldn't really be wrestling anymore. He always left it out there. Just hearing him talk and just kind of going down his path and his journey to WWE, he really left it all out there as well in words. And it was an incredible speech, an incredible moment. He 
fucking deserves it uh, 1000%. I'm glad that he came out both nights of Mania uh, to the crowd and the, the the crowd could give him the respect. And even before he even started talking in his speech, I think the audience for like 10 minutes wouldn't shut up. They would just cheer for this guy. You could see Taker like just getting choked up. And it was an incredible moment, an incredible speech, man. Definitely check it out if, if you get a chance, Ryan. Oh, dude, I have to watch it 100%. I've, I've been dying to watch it. Like, that's when I, I just wish I could find it, but eventually I will um, somehow, even if I have to go on YouTube. But I just kind of wanted to watch it on Peacock in mm-hmm. its entirety. Um, <clears throat> I heard it was great. Nobody deserves it more. And I'm glad, you know, a lot of people were like, well, is he going to give a full speech? Is he going to just yeah. do like, say a couple of words? And I knew he had to give a full speech, man. He had to be out of character as yeah. Mark Calloway and give a full speech. I mean, come on. Um, I actually wa- was interested in attending the Hall of Fame just to see this live myself. Skip um, SmackDown and just go to the Hall of Fame. <laughs> I wanted to, but I did not know if I would be able to, you know, just skip right. through SmackDown and show up right right at the Hall of Fame. And then if I bought a ticket and I wasn't able to, I just, right. you know, I just felt like, ugh, like, you know, I don't even want to bother. Yeah, SmackDown um, was brutal, dude. It was Oh, terrible. dude, I, I couldn't sit through SmackDown, man. What a waste of time. I mean, really, <laughs> so what a complete waste well, of time. Well, so bad. Um, yeah, yeah, just just awful. I, I No, no, no shot in hell I was doing that just to wait for Undertaker's Hall of Fame speech. No offense. I love the guy, but I just, I couldn't, I couldn't do that to myself. Um, but yeah, dude, I heard great things about it. And um, just seeing him come out at WrestleMania, too, was just awesome. Listen. I don't know if he's done. He said, never say never, never at the end of his never. speech, which scares me a little bit. Uh, <laughs> dude, this man, this man must be done. Yeah. I mean, he had an unbelievable um, ending with the Boneyard match. Great farewell. Great last opponent in AJ Styles. Great match. They got so much praise. They did that whole last ride series on the network. Yep. Uh, Amazing. Last series. year, Amazing which was series. awesome. He got a, just a phenomenal send off here. Like you said, with a phenomenal speech at the hall of fame, Two great moments, back-to-back nights of WrestleMania. I hope he doesn't come back, man. And I say that with no disrespect. I say that because I care, because I want the legacy of The Undertaker to stay the way it is. Don't come back. I mean, even though I I wish he would have called it quits after 33, when he put his boots in the ring and he put his hat and he put his jacket, it was a perfect send-off. Obviously, that didn't happen. He should have retired at 30, bro. After Brock Lesnar ended the streak, he should retire then. We didn't need the that. Bray Wyatt match because he beat Bray Wyatt. We didn't need the Roman Reigns match. We did. Um, we, while I was in Dallas, and I, while the story didn't make sense with him and Shane, I did enjoy that match, even though the story yeah. made absolutely no sense. But like, we didn't need that match either. <laughs> no, no, absolutely not. But we got it. We got a prolonged Undertaker career. Please. But let it be done now, because never say never. Come on, bro. Who else are you going to come back and wrestle at this point? I mean, really, you've wrestled everybody that there is to wrestle. All right? Be done, please. Okay? That's all I got to say. Maybe maybe Cody Rhodes pulls him out of retirement. Oh, God. (laughs) I'm kidding. It could listen. It's WWE. It could happen. I mean, yeah. Listen, never say never, (laughs) as as he put it. Oh my God. All right. Let me. uh, Let's talk about uh, Ring of Honor real quick. Did you get to watch any of the Ring of Honor show? Yes, I watched the whole entire show. I thought it was very good. Dude, I thought Super Card of Honor from top to bottom was a really, really good show. It felt like even the energy from from the venue that they were running at, it it felt like Ring of Honor was a big deal again. It felt like it mattered again. And I feel like not, not including 
fin- the final battle, the one I attended to in, in Baltimore, the last final, final battle that at the time we didn't know what was the future Ring of Honor, which even that energy felt like a big deal. But I feel like the energy felt so big that night because the future Ring of Honor was questionable. We didn't know what was going to happen, right? So, like, not including that pay-per-view, you know, we... Listen, you, you're, you're, you, we always crap on Ring of Honor. And it's not that we do it in a malicious way, but, like, ever since the Elite left, you know, Ring of Honor has been on a downhill. And then the whole Marty Skrull thing that just didn't plan out the way they thought it was going to be. Things that Ring of Honor was doing, even though the wrestling was great, they put on some great matches, they have some great talent, was not working. So it took them to make this announcement where they're releasing all their talent and that final battle could potentially be the finale of this promotion. It was sad, and that's what got interest from the wrestling world again. Everybody was interested in what was going to happen to Ring of Honor. Is this going to be the final show? Fast forward to 2022, Tony Khan buys the company. Now he has another promotion. You get Supercard of Honor, and the show was great, dude. I enjoy the show so much. Did it have? Did it feel like an? Did it have essence of Ring of Honor? Yes. Did it feel like a full Ring of Honor show in the sense, like kind of like what we're used to Ring of Honor? Not necessarily, but I don't think change is a bad thing. Even the way it was shot, it looked, it felt like a little bit differently um, uh, than a typical Ring of Honor show. But I enjoyed it one thousand percent. I thought the whole card, for the most part, was really, really good. I'm not going to include the pre-show matches. But you started the show with um, Shane Strickland and Alex Zane. They put on a fucking banger. It looks like uh, Tony, uh, Tully, uh, Tony, Tully Blanchard starting his own little stable in Ring of Honor. He has Brian Cage now, so I think he's going to be a Ring of Honor regular now because we haven't seen him in AEW. My girl, Mercedes Martinez, now she's an interim because Tony Khan loves interim titles. Now she's an interim women's champion. So somewhere down the line, we're going to see a unification match between Deanna Peraza and Mercedes Martinez for that title. Jay Lethal turns full fucking heel in this show, which it, it's weird because earlier that week, he had a really great match with John Moxley at Dynamite. And I, I did a post on it like, yo, this guy's fucking over. Like he, oh no, actually not Moxley. Was, was it Adam Cole or Moxley that he had a match with? Yeah, it was, it was Moxley no, and then Adam Moxley, Cole. Yeah. Oh, right. So like for the last two weeks, he had a match with Adam Cole, who's over, even though he's like as a heel. He still gets cheer like he's a face. And then Moxley, two overacts. And Jay Lethal's having, like, the, the crowd is having dueling chants. That's something right there. So I'm, I was really like, wow, not step back. And I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but I'm, I'm, I find it interesting that they turned them heel on this show. And then it blends over in AEW. It looks like we're going to get a Samoa Joe and Jay Lethal program. How he's a full-fledged heel after the ovations that he's been getting on, on these matches with Cole and Moxley. So he turns heel, and then you, you can make the argument this was the match of the weekend. And, you know, as, as while we did see some great things in Mania, I think this was my favorite match of the weekend, and that was FTR and Briscoe's for the Ring of Honor Tag Team Championships. <sighs> this match, dude, was incredible, bro. Um, man, what a fucking great match, bro. What a great match. I love the respect that was given afterwards where – after all this shit talking, FTR, even winning the match, still was bowing down to the to the Briscoes. And, you know, there's a lot of questions with the Briscoes right now because due to some uh, some tweets that, that resurfaced, which that always happens, it seems like 
Tur- uh, Warner doesn't want to have the Briscoe sign to AEW, but that necessarily doesn't mean that they can't stick around with Ring of Honor. But then also, they're doing, doing business in the independence, obviously GCW. And they also, they, apparently they're going to be doing some impact runs as well. So the future of the Briscoes is definitely questionable. But just to see how, yeah, they dropped the titles, but then the Young Bucks showed up and then, you know, like, attacked the Briscoes. To me, that's tell, that's telling me as a fan, hey, maybe the Briscoes are not going to go anywhere. Maybe they're going to still stick around. Just on how, how that happened. I could be wrong here. I don't know. Um, you have Minoru Suzuki capturing the, the Ring of Honor Television Championship over Red Titus. Wheeler Yuta, which... Man, what a great week this guy's fucking having. He wins a pure championship in Ring of Honor Supercard. And then he has a fucking incredible match uh, with Moxley at Rampage. Talk about breakout performance. We want to talk about breakout stars of the year. We're going to be talking about Wheeler Yuta at the end of this year. And then the main event, another great match. Jonathan Grisham, Bandito. Did not disappoint to unify the Ring of Honor World Championships. Jonathan Grisham unifies the titles. Jay Lethal comes out. <clears throat> challenging. He wants the first shot at the Ring of Honor World Championship because he Jonathan Grisham owes him that because he's telling him he put him on. Sanjay Dutt's involved. I guess he's like the manager of Jay Lethal now, which I, I don't necessarily hate it. And then Samoa Joe makes a save. Dude, this show was fucking great, man. I love this Ring of Honor show, dude. It was awesome, man. Yeah, I was, uh, you know, the whole vibe of it with Tony Khan being in charge now just felt different in that aspect as well. And, you know, just seeing a full crowd. I mean, this has to be the biggest Ring of Honor crowd. And again, they, that, that they've they, had, you know. I, I want to say it was either Alvarez or Meltzer said they had like a little over 3,000 people in that venue. I could be wrong. Yeah. So, well, Tony Khan said uh, post-show on his press conference that they only sold about 250 tickets before he took over. And then once he took over and then he announced the Briscoes and FTR match, they sold, they ended up selling over to 2,000 tickets. Um, and you could tell this place was packed out. This place was hot. Man, before, you know, the Briscoes and FTR even locked up, man, there's dueling chants of, like, top guys, them yep. boys, FTR, Briscoes, this is awesome, holy shit, like, Dude, it was it was unbelievable. Like the crowd was, and you know, again, it's WrestleMania weekend, so that could have helped too. We everybody's in town for for WrestleMania, so obviously, you know, you're going to get a bigger crowd for that. Um, but I still feel like even if this wasn't a part of WrestleMania weekend, you announce this match, no matter where it was, it was going to get a decent crowd, and I was happy about that because, like I said, the crowds make the shows better. You know, when the crowd is hot. There's just nothing better. You know, it's just a joy to watch a wrestling show when the crowd's into it. And, um, you know, with so many different things happening, like I said, with that match being an absolute banger, uh, just absolutely incredible. Dude, that spot, um, I forget if it was Jay or Mark, when they took Dax Harwood and they suplexed him, like he was in the ring, they suplexed him onto the outside, yeah. and then and the doctors had yeah, to come over. Um, oh my goodness, man! Uh, what, what's the doc, AEW's doctor, Samson? Doc Dr. Samson, he yeah. went over there just talking, and, and you could see Dax Harwood tell him, like, No, no, I'm okay, I'm okay, I'm okay. Yeah, thank god. Oh, oh my gosh, man. I mean, what, what just in, in, insane spots. I'm um, happy for FTR securing the Ring of Honor tag titles, man. They're on a run of a lifetime right now, and I couldn't be happier because I know that that's all they've ever wanted. was to just dominate tag team wrestling. And they are doing that, bro. And they are putting on classic matches after putting a banger, a supercard. Then they give us another banger with the young bucks and dynamite. Yeah. Yeah, yeah dude. They're on a, uh, an incredible run right now. It's, it's a joy to watch. It really yeah. is. And I can't wait to see what they do next. Um, 
And then, you know, Minoru Suzuki capturing his first American, his first title cool, in America. Man. Pretty cool. I thought it was awesome. Um, Wheeler Yuta, like you said, he's been having an incredible run. So it's only right you put the pure title on him. Uh, the main event I thought was fantastic. You have Samoa Joe coming in. Bro, I mean, yeah, there's a lot to like about Ring of Honor. And we don't know when the next show is going to be. Tony Khan doesn't even know. Maybe he knows in the back of his head. But he didn't tell every, anybody about what the future holds for Ring of Honor. So um, who knows? But... Man, I hope they come back to running the Hammerstein. I hope they bring you know Final Battle back to New York City. Yeah, man. Uh, because I'm all I'm all in again, man. You're, you're uh, all in, baby. Back in. <laughs> the man who single handedly put the company in the ground is back, baby. <laughs> it's so listen, and there is some. It's very minority, very, very on the low end. There is some people like the Ring of Honor diehards like i'm talking about ring of honor diehards they were still going to these shows when there was only like two people no let me let me stop not two people but you know people, okay <laughs> okay that did not like the show and i'm like how can you not like the show the show was great was it different yes but really? different is not bad some, really there, there was people that didn't like there, it because it because like they didn't like they didn't like that some of the aw talent went over it's very minority, very minority. I, but I, it's weird because I feel like people who are diehard Ring of Honor fans have to like AEW. No? Listen, listen. Me or are go- they, or they, or they kind of those people that are like, oh no, because of AEW, Ring of Honor died. Yes, you know? those are the They're people. Like those, yeah, they oh. they have some bitterness towards Tony and AEW. That, that oh, I feel bad for those people. Yeah, no, I, I listen. I'm with you 110. percent But and listen, they're on the low bargain. It's not. They're very, very in the minority. But there's some people that just didn't like the show, and I'm like, what is wrong with you? This show was incredible. Yeah, I mean, I don't really know what there's what they're wasn't to like i mean listen like even if you want to have some if you wanted to have if you're a diehard roh fan and you wanted to have some bitterness towards aew in the beginning fine but now with tony khan taking go tony khan's the reason this company is not has not sunk the reason it's still alive is because of tony khan and aew so your bitterness should have went away it should have went out the window as soon as tony khan announced that he purchased the company but that's just me. I mean, there's some weird wrestling fans out there, man. And hey, if you don't like the, if you didn't like this show and you're a pro wrestling fan, then you're not really a pro wrestling fan. And I'll just say it outright like that because this show had a little bit of everything for you. Know, really, I mean, great professional wrestling matches, great moments, great talent. Um, you know, just great. Just show. Had a stellar show. Yeah, I can't. Show. I can't wait to see what comes next. Yeah, man. Whether they end up running in Philly or the Hammerstein Ballroom again, like I'm all in too, man. I, I can't wait. Yeah. I can't wait to see <clears throat> what Ring of Honor does next. I really can't, especially with with this. You know, like we've always criticized Tony and AEW how they have like a stack roster, you know, the loaded roster. But now you have two companies, so you can spread it out on both companies. Exactly. Yeah, and you know, I will agree with some people if they say they don't really like enjoy, uh, you know, the Ring of Honor and AEW kind of being one. I don't necessarily enjoy some of the like. Uh, for example, Samoa Joe comes out on Ring of Honor, right? Mm-hmm. And then Tony Khan posts a tweet five minutes later that Samoa Joe is all elite. Right. To me, that makes no sense, okay? Like, couldn't he have, uh, like, I don't know, like, why couldn't he just appear on AEW this week and then you say he's all elite? At, like, I don't know, that, that didn't add up. And then, like, the Young Bucks and FTR setting up their match on Ring of Honor. Like, some things, like, uh, I don't like in terms right. of, like, you know, what if somebody just watches AEW and they don't watch Ring of Honor? You know, like you can't expect people to 
watch both companies and you have the storylines bleed from one company to the other. Of course, me and you are going to watch both, so right. we understand it. But I'm talking in terms of like somebody who just flipping through the channels and, and stumbles upon AEW and they're like, well, like, what is this Ring of Honor stuff? Like, it's kind of confusing in that sense, you know? So I don't necessarily like certain things just getting set up on Ring of Honor for Dynamite and vice versa. Like this week too, Minoru Suzuki, he's defending the Ring of Honor pure t- um, TV, TV title on, on Dynamite against Small Joe. That's awesome. I can't wait to see him versus Joe. But, you know, some people might be confused with what is this Ring of Honor belt and why is it being defended on, you know, I didn't like when the NWA women's title was being defended on Dynamite. How, how crazy How crazy is it that Minoru Suzuki is defending the, te- the Ring of Honor television championship against Samoa Joe on an AEW Dynamite that's actually on TV and Ring of Honor's not on TV. Not on TV, yeah. <laughs> so I guess that does make sense because, uh, you know, Ring of Honor don't have a TV deal, of course. So, you know, they need to defend oh, the TV title on actual and television. We, and we go back to throwing digs at Ring of Honor. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I, I think I think a no, TV no, no. deal is coming for them. I, I, I think something's coming their yeah. way. Yeah, Tony so- Khan said he wants to do a weekly program and – He's not dumb enough to just put it on the ROH website. So I think listen, something big is listen, coming. Listen, man, if they if they could get like another Warner deal for Ring of Honor, man, just put it on like True TV. That sounds like the perfect channel to put Ring of Honor. On. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it'll be it'll be a channel like that. I'm sure. Um, okay. Uh... So yeah, Supercard of Honor. If you guys haven't watched it, watched it, you're playing yourself. It was a great show, top to bottom. I don't know how you could dislike it. All right, you said you attended WrestleCon at some point during your trip, right? Yep. How was that? Very, very enjoyable. Um, WrestleCon was set up perfectly this year. Usually, it's a mess. Um, more times than not, it's a shit show uh, because they, you know, they they're running a different you know hotel or a different building, and they're not familiar with it, and they. You know, they don't have enough space and whatnot, but um, this was great, man. They It was at the Fairmont Hotel in downtown Dallas. Um, they had three separate rooms with people signing in it. So they had one giant room. Then they had another room, which was a little smaller. They had a couple of the legends in there, like uh, they had Ron Simmons. It was Jerry Lawler. It was Jake the Snake. It was Bret Hart, um, like guys like that. That was a little smaller. And then they had another decent-sized room with other people signing and there was just room to walk. Um, you know, you, you weren't on top of everybody, uh, you know, on top of these sweaty, smelly marks. After, you know, I remember when I went in, in New Orleans, man, it was it was a shit show, bro. I was on top of these people and it was it was it stunk in that room. And it was just not an enjoyable experience whatsoever, man. Listen, man, um, unfortunately, <laughs> you know, we're listen, we, we are in the in this realm of, of wrestling fans that. We actually take care of ourselves, right? You yeah, know, um, you know, when it comes to hygiene. Um, listen, I'm not gonna spend thousands of dollars on this wrestling replica thing if I can't spend five dollars on deodorant. Like, I'm gonna take care of myself. Whatever. Unfortunately, not everyone's like that. You know, right, um, right. I pride myself, and I'm sure you do as well. I make sure I'm set with all my priorities. You know, <laughs> I have to listen. I have to be an adult. You know, at least ninety percent of my, uh, you know, uh, of the time, so I could spend that ten percent of being a man child when I go to wrestling shows, right? <laughs> exactly. I have to make sure my priorities are right, not only financially, but just taking care of myself, <laughs> making yeah. sure you know I'm good in every aspect. Unfortunately, not everyone's like that. They'd rather spend thousands of dollars to 
buy a, a you know a belt or some tights that are ring worn or etc. You know, listen, we could do a whole podcast just <laughs> on this topic alone. But um, <laughs> listen, point being is it was uh, WrestleCon was set up perfectly this year. I really enjoyed it. I met a decent amount of people. Um, I met uh, Jay White, which I've, I've wanted to meet him for a while. Right so guy. awesome. He was he couldn't have been any cooler. Mm-hmm. Uh, so down to earth. Loved my experience meeting him. Uh, I met Brett Hart because I wanted to meet how, Brett for the longest how, how time. Never how, met Brett. How was Brett? Yeah, he was awesome. Uh, very soft spoken. Yes. Um, yes. Yep, yep. That sounds like. But Brett. you know, that's just how he is, mm-hmm. and uh, just just a great guy. Yeah. Great guy. Okay. Um, met Jungle Boy. Oh. Which I'm a big fan of Jungle Boy, and I wanted to you know kind of just meet him one on one. No disrespect, I do like Luchasaurus, but the last time <laughs> I, I met I met Jungle Boy, you how, know, how uh, was Jungle Boy? He was cool. He was cool. He was very chill, very down to earth. Um, it was funny because I I went to where he was signing and he was actually not there. He actually was in the bathroom. And so I was waiting for him for a decent amount of time. And then uh, the line, <laughs> the line started to get pretty long behind me. And it was so funny when he came back. He's like, oh, geez, sorry to keep you guys waiting. <laughs> and uh, it was it was very cool. Uh, very cool experience. I, I'm a huge fan. Maybe of him. he was he, maybe he was conditioning his hair. Maybe he was, man. And hey, I respect it. Mm-hmm. I respect it. Maybe that's what you got to do to keep it, keep the flow going like that. So, hey, you know what? I'm cool with that. Uh, who, who, uh, who else said? Uh, did you? Was it just those three? Bret Hart, Jungle no, Boy? No, no. Right. I, I met a lot, a oh, lot, a of plethora of people. All right, so, a give, plethora, me, so yeah. give me some I mean, people. Not, not too much, not too many more than who I've just mentioned already. But uh, Thunder Rosa, I met her again. Oh, um, awesome Thunder Rosa. Just, just because when I when I met her the first time, it was during the pandemic, and um, the photos were with masks, right? And um, I actually showed her those pictures too. I was like, "Look, the last time I met you was during the pandemic." I said, "I we need to get redemption without the masks." She also had her title with her too. Of course, beautiful um, title. Yeah, yeah, it was awesome. Uh, just look, it, it barely fit around her waist because it was huge, just huge. Mm. Um, and she's again so uh, freaking cool, I man. I, I could literally pay money to meet her every single time just yeah, because I the experience. I just so love Thunder Rosa so much. She's yeah. awesome. Um, I'd met Trish and Lita for the first time because oh, I've always wanted oh, to meet them. How is that? Just, oh. just, oh, just awesome, dude. Oh. Just, I mean, listen, like these people could not be any cooler. Like, oh, I know, I know, it's just amazing. I know. And then I ended up, you know, a lot of women, I'm women wrestlers. Uh, I met this time, of course. and I met um a Mickey James because, oh. <laughs> yeah, Mickey James, and I even told her this too. Growing up was my woman crush, just. Absolutely really? in love with her. Yeah. What'd she say to you? Um, uh, she, she 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 just laughed. She was like, uh, I forget exactly what she said, but she just kind of laughed. And then I told her that, uh, you know, I was we talking about like GCW and stuff too. I was like, how was it wrestling for GCW and stuff? Like she never wrestled uh, in front of that audience. So she was like, oh my God, I was a little nervous, blah, blah, blah. And I was, you know, just told her like, she's timeless. You know, she mm-hmm. still looks great and in the ring and outside bet, or whatever. I bet you did tell her she looked yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Of course I did. <laughs> and then um took a picture and then dude right after like i went to go shake her hand she gave me a hug and it was awesome good bro. for you yeah. bro it was good it was a, it was a really really awesome moment um again could not have been any nicer of a person so i had great experiences meeting everybody at wrestlecon so i really enjoyed myself so it was a uh, it was a good one this year for sure and it's always great too even if you're not meeting like half these people just walking past to see all these people mm-hmm. just walking around standing uh, taking pictures with everybody. It's so intimate. Like, it's just a yeah. nice, like, you know, even walking in, 
like walking in, um, I ended up seeing like in the lobby. I saw like Tamil Dashwood. Um, I saw Tommy Dreamer. I saw Maria Kanellis. Um, um, Athena Ember Moon oh, yeah. was literally walking right behind me. She's like, she's so short. It's unbelievable. Like, that's she's a, so that's, small. That's one. That's another a talent that I would love to meet. I would love to meet Athena Ember Moon. I yeah, think she, I think yeah, she's she, awesome. Yeah, so it's just like you see them with their suitcases rolling in. Like it's just uh. WrestleCon's cool, man. Like I said, even if I didn't meet half these people I wanted to meet, just walking through it, I enjoy seeing it every single so year. What, so another thing I noticed, and I'm sure you noticed the same thing on social media, like, you know, removing, like, the fans from, from the conversation when it comes to, like, Mania Weekend. It's also, like, a big party for the talent as well because you kind of – the talent reconnects with, like – people they've worked with in the past or like just you know their peer their fellow peers or whatever from all these different promotions and you see like pictures after picture of all these towns from like different remote promotions just seeing each other again and you could tell how happy they are just to reconnect and be around each other and etc so even as a fan just watching pictures like that and just seeing like videos of like all these wrestlers interacting with each other it's just cool it's really it's really dope so it's funny you say that too because i saw two really cool moments that you know i observed because well, I was waiting on the line for um for Jungle Boy. I was waiting for Jungle Boy to get back. And, you know, obviously, what am I going to do? I'm just going to, you know, observe and, and just people watch, you know. Yeah. I actually saw John Moxley was, was signing a few um, few tables away from where Jungle Boy was. And I saw a cool moment between um, Big Cass, uh, W. Morrissey, mm-hmm. and and Mox. Mox was talking to Ruby, uh, Ruby Soho. And um, Big Cass came up from behind him and, like, t- tapped him on the shoulder. And he turned around. They gave each other a big hug. I guess they haven't seen each other. Oh. Oh, other than so, a while see what I mean? and it was that's like so yeah, that's so it was like cool dope. yeah oh. and then another moment which i was it was pretty cool that i ended up seeing because i didn't realize that there was a huge moment but then i saw on her instagram that it was uh diana Perazzo going over to meet trish stratus yeah i guess she's never met trish for the first time so i saw uh diana go over there and they gave each other a hug and they were talking and then i saw on instagram diana posted a picture of them too and she was like you know finally met you know trish i guess that's one of her mm-hmm. idols and I got to see that moment on, you know, unfold right in front of me live. And it was, uh, it's just cool. Like you said, yeah, like these talents don't get to see each other unless they're all booked at the mm-hmm. same time. And, you know, WrestleCon books over like, you know, 300 people every year. Right. And, um, you know, again, some of these people who have maybe been in WWE together, they got released and then they haven't seen each other since mm-hmm. they don't even really talk, you know, they don't text or call each other or whatever. They see each other here and it's just, um, yeah, it's cool to see some of these people reconnect, you know? Yeah, it's definitely dope. I, I like seeing shit like that. I'm glad that you shared those stories. It's, it's You know, I could only imagine how just witnessing that. It's like, holy shit, that's that's pretty dope, man. Yeah, because you forget. It's like, oh shit, yeah, big cast like, and mocks. I guess, you know, maybe they were really good friends when they yeah. were in WWE. Who knows? Like, mm-hmm. you know, and you just kind of forget. Oh, yeah, they were they were together at the same time for, you know, a period of time. And, you know, haven't seen each other probably right. since. That's pretty so cool. So it's pretty man. cool. That's pretty cool. All right, so um, you did WrestleCon, and did you do anything else before we we cover Mania? Anything else that's worth mentioning? Uh, no, I think that's pretty much it. Friday night after WrestleCon, I kind of just got some dinner, um, check out check out a, a brewery with some of my friends, and um, yeah, that was that was really it. And then Saturday came, and you know, okay. Mania Saturdays. So. All right, so Mania, you guys get to ATT Stadium now. When I went to WrestleMania 32 to get into AT&T Stadium, let me tell you something. It was a 
fucking shit show. It was mm-hmm. they the I don't know what timing was off. They weren't letting people in, or they were just letting people on like certain like certain. It was just bad from what I remember. How was it for you guys? Walked right in. Okay. Okay. It, okay. Yeah, they they definitely learned their lesson from okay. that. Okay. Uh, it was uh, we actually. The door, the, I don't know what time the gates opened for 32. And you probably don't even remember times Nah, I don't remember. Nah, nah, so nah. long ago. But, um, and, you know, it was a, and it was an awful mania, so I'm trying to forget. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, mania started at 7, and they opened the gates at 4.30. And I didn't, there's no way I was going in there at 4.30. That's just really early. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So we got there around a little after 5, close to 5.30, and we brought some parking lot beers with us from... Nice. From the our Airbnb, so we just chilled, we drank a little bit, and um, went in around six o'clock. Okay. And okay. yeah, just had no issues, man. Walked right in. Like I, I was thinking of the thirty-two experience too, because I know a lot of people had that same problem. I, I remember it just being a giant shit show, but you know, they sorted that out. I guess I don't know if they opened up the gates earlier than last time or whatnot, but no problems getting in at all. All right, so you guys are inside or whatever. From what I saw, from what you posted, you got you guys had a fucking amazing seats, man. The the venue looked phenomenal. They didn't sell it out to full capacity, but still, there was a shit ton of people there. So good for them. Good for WWE. Um, so they started the show off with the. This is night one. They started the show off with the Usos defending uh, their tag titles against Nakamura and Rick Boogs. Um, and then the second match was Drew McIntyre and Happy Corbin. I, there's not really much to cover here. <clears throat> the first match, it was what it was. Rick Boogs got hurt, so Nakamura ended up uh, doing most of the work here. It was, it was an unfortunate situation, but I feel like the outcome was still going to be the same. There's no way the Usos were going to drop those tag titles. Yeah, yeah. The result was going to be the same, but I do feel bad for Boogs. Yeah, me because too. first WrestleMania, mm-hmm. you just never want to see that happen to anybody, but uh, just a tough spot. And yeah, it looks like they went to the finish early. Um, I believe they Usos won on a three D. Yep. If um if yep. I'm not mistaken. Yep. And uh yeah, it was what it was. But um yeah, I I, I feel like the Usos were gonna retain regardless. You had also Drew McIntyre, Happy Corbin. Um I will say this. While I did not give a shit about this match, I will say that both <clears throat> both guys did work their ass off and I popped so huge in this match. Or Happy Corbin just starts throwing a temper tantrum because Drew McIntyre kicked out of the end of days. That popped me so big. I was like, yo, this is a fucking great. This is the best part of the match to see Happy Corbin <laughs> just fucking throw a temper tantrum. It was great. And Drew McIntyre went over and then you had this little uh little post-match uh I won't even call it a segment where Drew McIntyre just slices the fucking rain ropes with the sword. Yeah, yeah, that was a little odd. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I agree with you, man. The match was a lot better than it had any reason to be. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I, I knew those these guys would work their ass off. Right. It's just we've seen this match numerous times before that it's like, how could you get excited? But, right. you know, we got it at Mania, so you got to deal with it. And, uh, yeah, for what it was, I thought it was fine. Then the, uh, the third bout, uh, the Miz and Logan Paul versus the Mysterios. I love the Mysterios ring attire. I, mm-hmm. I think it was a, it was a great uh, nod to Eddie. And Logan Paul, dude, yo, this guy, you know, say what you want about him as a person, whatever, even though I think Logan Paul out of the two is uh, out of the, when it comes to Logan and Jake, I think Logan is, is the better out of the two brothers when it comes to like, who's the lesser scumbag, but, um, <laughs> not by much, I will every, say, but. but I think Logan is, is a, a little bit lesser a scumbag than Jake. But when it comes to like this wrestling world that we're in, 
you look at Logan Paul, you kind of like, you could kind of make the argument like, hey, maybe this guy was meant to be a wrestler. I think he did a great job. He gets Dude, it. I said, he gets it. Yeah, I said to you off air, man, like, whatever, it is what it is. Like, if WWE wants to bring in these celebrities, as long as they put in the work um, and, you know, they work hard and they show that they care, then I'm cool with it. And Logan Paul absolutely did, man. He he definitely looks like he was born to do this. And I think uh, he had an interview with Ariel Helwani where he said, like, <clears throat> Uh, now he has a decision to make, like boxing or wrestling. Like, what does he want to do? Because he said wrestling came natural to him. Yeah. It comes easy to him, and it how, shows. How I mean, can you disagree with that? How can, yeah. regardless on how you feel about the Paul brothers and the shenanigans they do and <clears throat> and what they do in boxing, whether you, you like them or not, how mm-hmm. can you disagree that he doesn't have it when it comes to wrestling? Absolutely. I, I mean, he was doing the Three Amigos. He was doing. He did the Frog Splash. Um, he just, he looked incredible. And like you said, he gets it. Mm-hmm. He clearly gets it. And, um, they set up, uh, the Miz and Logan Paul, I guess for some time, I, I would assume probably SummerSlam is when we would see him again. Uh, but I'm not even one of those people that's going to be like, Oh, Logan Paul's back. Like I'm actually going to be excited now to see what he can do next. Um, but the problem is, it's like, he is a natural heel. heel. So the fact that they had Miz turn on him, there's no way this guy could be a baby. They, they popped for Miz turning on him. The crowd yeah, popped he, for Miz. Yeah, but the Miz looked like the heel turning on him. So, right. like, I, I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do. They'll probably revisit this, like I said, probably around they, SummerSlam they, time. They have to, listen, if they revisit this, there's no way the crowd's going to boo the Miz. The Miz is going to be the face in this program. Regardless right, of how they right. try to push Logan Paul as the face, there's no way. There's no way it's going right. to happen. The, the crowd... The crowd, while, while, while we'll get while we get it, and we're and we're being like we're we're saying like, hey, Logan Paul has the gift for it. Just with the way he gets portrayed on TV, there's no way he could be a face. There's no way. No, no, yeah, and and right, you could you could praise his his wrestling ability and say, wow, he's actually pretty good. But people still wouldn't cheer him because naturally he's just unlikable yeah. when he shows up on screen. Yeah. Um, but regardless, man, this tag match was super freaking fun. Yeah. I mean, really, from here. Throughout the rest of the show, this is where the show really took off. Like mm-hmm. for me, this is where like this was the match that will like set the tone for the rest of the show. It was just a freaking blast. I I honestly I wanted to see more. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that one hundred and ten percent. For me, this is where I feel like the show became from like okay, I'm enjoying the show to it being like yo, this is this is being a great show. And that's Bianca Belair and Becky Lynch. Um, mm-hmm. When it comes to WrestleMania weekend, there's three matches where I'm like, okay, these are matches that we're going to talk about at the end of the year. And we, I already mentioned one of them. That's FTR and the Briscoes from Supercard. And this is the other match. And that's Bianca Belair, Becky Lynch. The best way, the, the, the best word to describe this whole story in this match is redemption. And Bianca Belair got her redemption in this match and it was a phenomenal match. Um my besides her winning, which it was the right call putting the title back on Bianca Belair, um my biggest like takeaway also was man, I hope Bianca Belair's eye was all right because her yeah. eye swelled up so quick after I think Becky was going for like a Molly go round from the top rope. That's what it seemed like that was what she was doing, but it ended up being kind of like a somersault kick to the eye. Uh, but this match was fucking great, man. Um, I love this match so much. I love the entrances, especially Bianca Belair's with the with the band. Um, this match was great, dude. Uh, 
How do you feel, uh, before you give me your thoughts on this match, how do you feel about, like, Becky Lynch's look now? Because, like, especially in this match, she kind of had, like, a David Bowie look going on. <laughs> um, listen, we, we, we talked about it on the last episode, how we're not really feeling this version of Becky Lynch. And even with this like new makeover, I'm still not feeling this version of Becky Lynch. I, I think she really needs to go. Back. I'm, I'm not, I'm not into the big time Bex run. I feel like regardless of what you have to pay Ric Flair, she needs to go back to the man gimmick. She really needs to. Cause that's what. I feel like elevated her to being the star that she is. And she, I'm not saying that Becky Lynch isn't a star anymore. That's not what I'm saying. But just this run, this version of Becky, I'm just not into. Uh, but I love this match 1,000%. Yeah, um, I've been pretty critical too. I have not really been enjoying Becky Lynch ever since she came back at SummerSlam. She's just not a heel, man. She is just a natural baby face. Yep. Um, and... It's just they're trying – they tried way too hard. And, hey, kudos to her for trying. Yeah, yeah. But, dude, people aren't going to boo her. Like, it's just not going to happen. Um, so I've, like, really soured. And I love Becky Lynch. Yes, I love Becky Lynch, too. The human being. Yeah. Uh, she – I mean, gosh, she is just a total sweetheart. I absolutely adore her. Um, but I just – every time she's been on TV recently, I'm just like, oh, I, I want to change the channel. Um, but man, she had, she killed it in this match. She absolutely like, listen, we could talk about how great Bianca Belair is, obviously. I mean, she is just, uh, um, she's a star, an absolute star. I mean, I'm a huge fan. I'm pretty much like, I'm pretty obsessed with Bianca Belair. She is just the thing she does in the ring. Um, just wows me every single time. Mm -hmm. Uh, just looks like a star for her entrances alone. Uh, knows how to carry herself. Just, she's an incredible, incredible athlete, but, I don't want to take anything away from Becky Lynch right. here too, because it takes two to tango and Becky Lynch absolutely killed it in this match in her own right. Um, her look is what it is. You know, she got uh, her hair chopped <laughs> Very off. Very so David to- Bowie-esque. Very David Yeah. Bowie-esque. She had to change her look a little bit. Um, I don't know when she's going to come back to TV now. I don't know. I don't, I don't think she was on raw. Bring her back week. at SummerSlam where her hair's a little bit longer again. <laughs> she comes back yeah. as the man, you know, we see the, the man on the Titron gimmick or whatever. Cause I am not, listen, I, t- I told you, I, I listen, I, I'm in the same boat as you. I love Becky Lynch before the man, before any of this, when she was, when she crossed over from NXT to, to WWE, when she was part of that page thing, she's the one that stood out to me. You know, before Charlotte and and and, and Sasha, I will, I lo- I've always loved Becky. And when she was not getting spotlighted or showcased like how I wanted her to be showcased as the star that she is before she even became the man, I was like, man, how come they don't see what I see in Becky? And then when right. they finally gave her the spotlight, when she they tried to make her a heel and they, they that just wasn't flying because the crowd was going against it. Like, no, we want to see Becky in the position. We love Becky. I'm like, man, she's finally getting the spotlight she deserves. You know, I love Becky Lynch. Yeah, yeah. she took the ball and she ran with it. And yes. she has not looked back since. And now she's become one of the biggest stars in the company, which is awesome for her. Um, but just but not yeah, in back- this version of her. She's still yeah. a star no matter what. But this no, 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 version no, totally. of Becky... It's just not the the audience are rejecting that because it's just not it's not it's not it. This is not the Becky that we want. Yeah, yeah. I mean, listen. When she comes back, I would assume maybe she gets a rematch against Bianca. But obviously, I would hope she would lose that. 
And after that, I feel like the heel run should be over with and mm-hmm. done and never come back. And yeah. again, bring back the man gimmick. Even if you don't want to bring back the man gimmick, give her a different baby face gimmick that we could get behind. The dude. Um, even, you know. <laughs> the dude. The dude. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the boy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the dude. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. My God. <laughs> the dude. But uh, but yeah, dude, this match was killer. I have it on my list for match of the years that we'll discuss yeah. at the end of the yep. year. Yep. Bianca Belair back to back WrestleManias mm-hmm. where she has a killer match and oh. wins a championship. Just uh, just awesome. Listen, man, Bianca, man. Hey, hey, listen, we're giving credit to both women, but yeah, Bianca is just she's something else, bro. She really is something else, mm-hmm. and she deserves it. She's a great representation for the company as well. Um, I love I love Bianca. I love both of these women, but congrats to Bianca. Mm-hmm. She deserves it. All right, Ryan, I, I got, I need to know. I need to know. Cause me, I was just in shock when this happened. Like, and it's, it's one of those things that we all knew that was going to happen. Kind of like when CM Punk returned to wrestling with, with his uh, AEW debut, everybody knew it was going to happen. But when you live it and you see, it, you're like, holy shit, it's happening. So Seth Rollins comes out, great fucking ovation. The, the, the whole ATT stadium is just, you know, singing to his song, you know, the, uh, oh, oh, like just losing their fucking minds. He he comes out wearing this gimmick that I don't even know what to call it, but he looked great. Okay, Seth Rollins looks great. He's standing in the middle of the ring. He's just waiting. He's yelling. He's like, "Come on, come on!" Pyro goes off. The lights go out, and then you just hear that the first uh the the first couple words of Cody Rhodes' theme song, where it's like. You know, wrestling has more than one royal family. And just me hearing that alone, I'm like, holy shit, it's fucking happening or whatever. And so I don't know if you got back to if you got to watch it uh, from the from the actual WrestleMania broadcast, because I know you you know, obviously you was there live. But what I loved about this was the the commentary just stayed quiet for this whole thing. They stayed quiet, silent. And you see the American Nightmare graphics on the screen, you know, you know, like the 3D gimmicks that they, they po- post all over, like the arena and stuff. And you see Cody coming out with the Cody Vader with the elevator gimmick. Same presentation as AEW, the same theme song, which was my biggest thing. That was my biggest worry. If this Cody return is going to happen, he has to come with the kingdom theme. I will not take any other theme if it's not that one. Dude, I... I, I just seeing him come out, him looking at the audience, the pyro going off, and him just celebrate doing the boom. It's just everything. Him handing the, the his his um his waist belt to to a fan. It's just everything, everything, everything. I just loved it, bro. It was, and I'm getting emotional just talking about it. I just love this moment so much, and the match delivered one thousand percent and. This is the other match I was talking about with this weekend. If there's for me, there's three matches to talk about this weekend: the FTR Briscoes from Supercard, and these two matches that happened on night one: Becky Bianca and Cody and Seth Rollins. I added this match to my list already. Jesus Christ, what a wonderful! They gave us an AEW match too. If you if you go back and watch this match, a lot of near falls. Fucking Seth Rollins kicking out of the um the 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 crossroads. It was an AEW match. It was the same presentation as a as an AEW match. The the entrance, the theme, everything. It was an AEW match on WWE programming WrestleMania. Uh, what a great match! What a great moment for Cody and 
I, I, I want to touch on something else afterwards, but just give me your thoughts. Give me your experience. How was it being there live, dude? I, I need to know. Oh, man, what a moment. Um, it took forever for, like, you know, when Seth Rollins was in the ring, and, you know, we're waiting. Everybody's got their cameras ready, myself included. Uh, my video is, like, seven minutes long because I'm, like, <laughs> waiting. I'm just waiting for this music to hit. And the way they did it was so perfect with the pyro going off mm-hmm. and the lights going off and even waiting a few seconds after that. And then you hear the boom, boom. Oh. And as soon as I heard that, I was like, oh, my God, this, this is him. And then when you hear wrestling has more than one royal family, bro, it's just like one of those things where, like you said, we knew it's coming, but the fact that it actually happened, it's just, oh, my God, like you can't even believe what you're seeing. And then all of a sudden when the lights come on, you see the American Nightmare gimmick oh. and and the logo. And, oh, my goodness, you're just like, holy shit, man. Like every this is what they needed to do. They mm-hmm. needed to nail this. They needed to bring everything over from AEW and they did this needed to be the AEW version of Cody Rhodes and it was my god for every like you said from the Cody Vader him coming up uh it was this AEW entrance man like it was absolutely in freaking credible <clears throat> something that like I still can't believe yeah. that I witnessed or like I still can't believe happened um and then you know the match it's kind of like in the beginning of the match and you're kind of just still so like holy shit, like, he's in the ring right now. You can't even, like, focus on the match itself because you're just, like, you don't know how to, like, what to think. Like, holy shit, Cody Rhodes is in the WWE ring right now. But the longer the match went on, uh, just, like you said, the near falls, um, the the throwbacks, man. When Cody did the uh, the, the Stardust, Stardust thing, yeah, we yeah. did the cartwheel yeah. into the whatever, mm-hmm. I just, I popped huge for that. When he did the, uh, when he was going for the pedigree, when he uh, hit the crossroads, then all of a sudden he hits the crossroads. You think he's going to go for the cover. And all of a sudden he starts to go. Uh, he does the bionic elbow yeah. and then into the crossroads again. I just thought everything was so well done. And I think uh, Meltzer said it too. And he didn't give it five stars. But again, who cares? I know people like care too much about what he gives these ratings. But this, I think he even said this was as close to a five-star WWE match as you could possibly get. I mean, really, this was this was as good as it gets for a WWE match. And it could not have been a better first match back after being gone for six years. It could not have been a better moment for Cody. Uh, you know, WrestleMania moment. He mm-hmm. got the win as well. Um, my freaking goodness. This was just... They could have ended the show right here. Yeah. And, 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 yeah. We, and, and it would have just... I could have I could have flew home after this. And the and thing is, and the satisfying. thing is, the night the night gets even better with the main event. But right. but, dude, man, it's like, and so on the lucha page on, on Instagram, I post news, memes, funny memes, or whatever. But then there's time and time where I'll actually post like a like an opinion piece on it, like an opinion mm-hmm. piece, like an opinion piece, and I go detail about how I feel on whatever. Out of all my time on being on Instagram at Lucha Outsiders and just everything I've posted, I don't think I've ever been as proud and satisfied with the post I did on Cody um, mm. the following day. Cause oh, uh, when you went off, <laughs> <laughs> me, me and Brian were reading that in our Airbnb. We're just like, Oh, Mario's going off. <laughs> <laughs> Cause how can you watch that? If you're a wrestling fan, no matter what promotion you're, you're into, whatever, how can you watch this Cody Rhodes, you know, returning to the WWE, okay, regardless of whether you're a WWE fan or not, okay? And how can you have anything negative to say about just the presentation, 
the match, everything, everything they did with Cody Rhodes. It's like, how can you have anything negative to say about that? Even if you don't like him returning to WWE or you feel a little bit disappointed, like how can you come out of there and be like, I hate this. Like how? It's like, you got to be a different level of a peckerhead. You really do. Like, if, yeah, if you couldn't enjoy that moment, man, uh, you're a different level of a, you're a Ugh. different level of a peckerhead. You really are a different. Yeah. You're the, you're the height of all heights of peckerheads. Cause it's like, wow. Like, you know, and just this, the incredible story. Like in 2016, he leaves, he goes to the Indies, impact ring of honor, NWA, new Japan. And you can say that the, when it comes to those promotions, the most success he reached was Ring of Honor New Japan, winning titles there, right? Then All In happens, changes the business completely to the point that a new promotion gets born out of that with AEW. He's one of the founding fathers of AEW, okay? He gives us all these incredible moments and matches in AEW. And then due to... From what's reported, and then probably, and which I'm also in the in the in the ballpark where there's probably stuff that we don't know as well, where Cody and Tony and the AWE camp couldn't come to agreements. He's like, "Oh right, you know, I, I think it's time for me to do something else." WWE jumps on it, gives Cody an offer they can't refuse. He returns to the WWE with the same presentation, the same guy that he was in AEW. What a fucking story, bro. What a fucking story. And for the people that are diehard AEW fans, right? Just ask yourself the question, what more could he have done in AEW? Okay? What more could he have done? Removing the world title champ the world title from the conversation cuz due to a stipulation, you know, that was already ruled out. What more could he have done? Listen, he he even said it in his in the um, the press conference that he did the day after on Sunday morning uh with the media. He's like, look, look, like I set everybody up for, mm-hmm. you know, in AEW, man. He he gave Eddie Kingston a great match in, in his debut. He gave Ricky Starks a great match where they ultimately got signed to the company. He was working at the Nightmare Factory with, you know, people like Anna Jay, uh, Alan Angels, um, you know, Preston Vance, like all these guys that came and girls that came out of the Nightmare Factory, Red Velvet, you know, like he set them up. And what more is he supposed to do? What is he obligated to just stick around just because he created AEW? No. Who? Who? Why? Why is he obligated to people that say, "Oh, he turned his back"? He didn't turn his back. How did he turn? His back? He did what was best for him. Right. Why is it an issue with the amount of people that are coming in now with the CM Punks, the Brian Danielsons, the Keith Lees, the, the, uh, the Adam Cole's, the all the people that are still coming in too. All these big stars that are still coming into AEW, the Jeff Hardys. Cody was just falling one step further down every single time. And nobody wanted to see him there anyways. He was getting booed out of every building that he walked into for the past six months. So any AEW fan that is upset, but you also booed Cody when he was in AEW, you make even less sense than, you know, anything. Mm -hmm. Like, he had no spot there. And this is what's best for him. And this is a perfect... I'm all in, man, with him in WWE. This is the perfect place for him at this point in his career. And obviously, too, after his promo on Raw, if anybody's still questioning whether he made the right move or not, he's going to be stardust again. 
Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. I would love to see the people, uh, you know, who, who listen. Who, oh, who predicted Ryan, that. Let me tell you something. Because listen, Cody winning a world title is going to happen. It's going to happen. Oh, absolutely. It's going to happen. And when it happens, later too. Get ready. When it happens, trust and believe every single person that said about the Stardust gimmick and this and that, and he should never be going back to the WWE is going to get the biggest congratulations from me. Yep. Yep. I, I can't wait for it to happen, bro. He. It's going to happen. It's Listen, it's going to of happen. Of course it is. Of course it is. Listen, he obviously wants to win the WWE Championship. That promo on Raw basically confirmed that that's the one thing that he cares about the most. It's obviously been haunting him. It's obviously something that he wants to do before he hangs it up. He never thought he'd get the opportunity to do that again. And now he's getting that opportunity. It's a no-brainer for him to take that opportunity, man. And, of course, like we've talked about numerous times, the WWE is struggling right now with top stars. Yep. They don't have many top stars yep. there. Cody will easily be, and he already is, the one merch. of their biggest stars. The merch! Look at the merch. Yeah, look at the freaking merch, okay? <laughs> he is easily, easily. And listen, you can tell Ryan's being serious right now because he's the merch guy in the show. He's big yeah. on the merch. Well, <laughs> well, let me tell you, too, right after the show was over, too, I went. we went to the merch stand, um, you know, just to see if they had the Cody shirts there. They did. Me and all of my friends, seven of us, we all bought the Cody shirts. It was the one with, with Farrow on it with the, oh, yeah. with the yeah. WWE logo on the yeah. sleeve. Um, and the American Nightmare logo on the back, bought it instantly, and I know the next day they had it at the Superstore, and when it went back Monday, uh, one of my friends who didn't get a chance to buy it there wanted to buy it at the store Monday. There was nothing there. It was all sold out on Sunday. Not one single Cody shirt left. Dude, he's a star, man. He is, he is one of their top stars now. I am afraid that they're going to push him too much too quickly, the fans are going to turn on him like they did with John Cena, like they did with Roman Reigns. I'm not going to be one of those people, but I have a feeling it's going to happen. And, uh, you know, like I said, if it does, then whatever. But Cody Rhodes is a massive is a massive deal here. This is huge for WWE. And um, he's a big reason why I'm on a WWE high right now. Listen, man, overall mania was great. But man, this Cody return great. Uh, it was just amazing, you know. And in the words of Excalibur, unbelievable. <laughs> it really was, man. Uh, his promo on Monday Night Surreal. Raw. His promo on Monday Night Raw was great too. Um, and you know, just just seeing him talking about his dad, you know, it, it kind of made me feel a certain type of way. One, one thing about about me too, and and I've said this, I've said this to to my friends and, and and publicly. I've been open about it. I don't care. I have no shame in it. Ever since my father passed away, a lot of things that didn't get me before they get me now like i'll not saying that i'll I'll fucking cry a river but like i get choked up and get like feel a certain type of way about certain things ever since my pat my pops passed away and just hearing him talk about uh his father dusty and just saying you know that was his hero and he's gonna do something that should have happened uh he's gonna win that title and bring it to the Rhodes family just you know how can you not cheer for this guy like how can you not root for this guy and Man, good good for Cody. I'm so happy for him and for for the Pecker has that feel a certain type of way about it and and just um have something negative to say or you feel disappointed and I don't know, just think he's a traitor. You got to really look at yourself in the mirror and be like, "What the hell are you really fucking upset about?" Like, really? Like, listen, it's okay to like more than one promotion. It's okay that that Co- it's all right that Cody's in the WWE. It, it it fits well. It fits like a glove. It's perfect timing. And going back to what you said, Ryan, there's so many people 
that are going into the AEW roster that the guy that was once the face of AEW, okay, was getting forgotten and was getting booed. I mean, I wasn't one of these people that was booing. Hey, I'm still trying to figure out why there were people were booing him in AEW. But I'm, I'm listen. That doesn't. That's irrelevant now because now he's in WWE. Uh, I love that Seth Rollins showed up and just tells him, "Welcome back, you know, welcome back, your home or something down those lines." You know, so um, welcome back to the big leagues. Y- well, he said that in the match, but then the following oh. night when Rollins appeared and and Cody was wondering why he was here, he just like, "Welcome home." Like he said that to oh, him. Yeah, like, yeah. The camera yeah, caught yeah. that, so. I'm I'm all in in this Cody Rhodes uh, WWE return and listen I, I I think I said in the start of the show I'm I'm back in I I might potentially start going back to WWE shows if the pay per view or the show seems good and listen I'm if if Cody's in a big match for SummerSlam I might go to Tennessee for the weekend fly out Saturday and then leave Monday morning I might do that dude yeah you and me both man my my friends are already starting to think about it because they mostly because they want to go to Nashville. Um, you know, and, and I, I'd like to go to Nashville too. Um, but I'm more inclined to do it. If Cody Rhodes is in the main event against Roman, I mean, yeah. count me in, man, I'd, I'd buy the ticket right now if they announced that right now. So, uh, I mean, yeah, listen, I think that's probably the most likely destination if that match is going to take place. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah man, I'm, I'm just, listen, I'm excited for Cody's run here. Like I know a lot of people are already bitching and moaning because he's facing the Miz on Monday. But, dude, like, I mean, come on. He's got to get his feet wet again. Like, who cares? Like, it's just, it's not really a big deal. Um, you know, even if he faces the Miz at Backlash, even if that's his next feud right now, it's a throwaway feud. We know where, we like, know where Cody's going. Like, who cares? Like, he's not going to, he's not going to, like, I, I'm totally fine with the Miz match on Raw. Like, he, this is his first match back on Raw. Like, he's not going to. He's not gonna have like a a big time match right away on Monday Night Raw, especially exactly. on the, especially on how they're treating him. Like he's getting the same presentation as AEW. They're treating him like a star, no pun intended. Right. Yeah, this you know the star that left him in the dust, man. Mm-hmm. He's back and yeah. he's he's better than ever. Like I said, who would have ever thought? And he sold out all his merch. So yeah, we were we we were just saying that yep. too. Welcome back, well, Leo. Put my volume. I woke up. up. <laughs> okay. Um. All right, dude. Uh, th- they followed this up with man, which, dude, this this match was not good. All right, and I know Ryan, you you really had high hopes for this match. And listen, I, know. I was optimistic I know. too. I ain't gonna lie to you. I was optimistic. I was like, listen, maybe the fans ain't gonna. It, it, maybe the fans just want nothing to do with this match. But hey, maybe they could win the 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 fans back. This match was just not good at all. And oh, man, um. Yo, it, it was just not a good match, dude. Ronda Rousey, Charlotte <laughs> Flair was just not good, even though Ric Flair tweeted out that this was the best women's match he's seen in his entire life. He definitely gets a congratulations for that. Must uh, have had too many, uh, one too many glasses of whiskey. Congratulations. Yeah. You played Listen, yourself. Rick, Ric Flair is definitely going to get um, a congratulations when it comes to the end of the year when we do the congratulations uh, for this just this dumb tweet. But I'm happy that Charlotte went over. I am happy that Charlotte went over. Yes, yeah, dude, me too. 100%. They, they, uh, they, they really got to turn around the heel, dude. They, they it's just, mm-hmm. they really, really do. It, it's just not working, bro. She's not likable. Um, she's mm-hmm. god awful on the mic. It, it just seems like she doesn't want to be there. I, I, I don't. She's just not getting it. Like, I, I, she doesn't. You could tell. She could clearly tell she doesn't like the reaction from the fans. She's just not a likable person. They need to turn her heel. Yeah, absolutely, hundred percent. 
Uh, you know, like the only reason why I had high hopes for this match was because the last time they faced each other at Survivor yeah, Series, yeah, and 20, that was a great no, twenty eighteen. Yeah, that was a 18, great match. Yeah, it was a great match. So I thought, you know, on the biggest stage, man, they they're gonna kill it again, and they did not. I mean, they worked their ass off. You know, it, a lot of the judo moves. I think Ronda posted something on Instagram where she brought a lot of her judo background into this match. A lot of submissions and things like that. But the fans weren't into it, and especially coming off of the high of yeah. Becky and Bianca and Cody and Seth, man, I, I just was not into this at all. Um, I was I was damn happy that Charlotte retained. Yeah, I thought it was too. hilarious. Um, just because I, I could picture Ronda in the back throwing a temper tantrum that she didn't win on the grandest stage of them all. She wasn't <laughs> in the main event, and she didn't win the match yeah. either. So I could just see her, like, blowing a gasket backstage, which, you know, I, I mean, listen, like, thinking about it, it's hilarious. But, um the immediately I knew that this match, I mean, this feud was going to continue with the way Charlotte did win the match. Um, and now we know we're getting an I quit match at, um, at WrestleMania backlash, which I'm probably sure that Ronda Rousey is going to end up winning that, but I'm in agreement with you as well. Mario turn her heel, man. Like she could be a good heel. She's just not likable. She's just not going to win the fans over the first run. I was fine with Ronda. This yeah, second run ha- is just, it's not doing anything anything for me man like she just her promos and even even like her first run her promos weren't great but she looked a little bit more enthusiastic when she talked this time around man like she does not know how to cut a promo she looks like she just doesn't want to be there i hate Um, i hate her resting uh, bitch face i really do it her resting ronda face like oh yeah Uh, yeah, it's it's just not working not Not working not doing it for me either so the, we'll see the where they go with Ronda. I, I expect her to stick around for the next year, so I'd assume she's going to win the title. You you know why it, uh, her matches aren't that great? Um, because she brings a lot of that judo shit that doesn't transfer over to wrestling. Unless it's blood sport. No, no, but I'm saying, like, yeah, you remember when, when uh, Shane... When, you know, when he got that, that weird-ass fucking belt and he would do, like, these kicking moves and shit? Like yeah, when he first returned, he was like embracing the MMA yeah, style, and it was it looked stupid as hell because it never transferred over to wrestling. Now there are some moves that you can transfer over, but again, to me, Ronda is never gonna click unless she puts the work in. That's what it feels like. That's what it feels like. She needs the opponent to make her to elevate her. Uh, and again, in wrestling, you have to put the work in. It, it, she's her timing is off. And I actually stayed up for these matches, so that's why I have, I have an insight. Uh, but but that's what happened at the end of the day with Ronda. It feels like she's not putting the work in. Like she doesn't. Like she just wants to get paid and get the fuck out. Well, I'll tell you who put the work in and what is clicking, and that's this main event. You know, we we said it. We said it on this show. Like, listen, they they have to they have to give us something. It can't just be a stunner, and that's it. And that's with Kevin Owens and Stone Cold Steve Austin. This match over it was a match and it over delivered one thousand percent. Yes, it did. Stone Cold looks great. Kevin Owens made him look like a million bucks as well because it takes two to tangle here. I thought this match was incredible. It was incredible seeing Stone Cold just fucking giving us the greatest hits and him taking bumps, especially yeah. taking a suplex on the fucking concrete floor. And I, then I, I think didn't believe it. Like- <laughs> it you could hear the the stadium gasp every time he took a bump. And I think it's safe to say that Kevin Owens made the right decision on resigning with the WWE because he got to main event WrestleMania with Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yeah. Incredible. 
I mean, just say that again. Kevin Owens main evented WrestleMania. Kevin Steen. Yes. Okay. I'm sure you followed Kevin Steen in yes. Ring of Honor yep. years ago too. The fact that he main evented WrestleMania in a match against Stone Cold Steve Austin, and obviously Stone Cold's last match ever, because I don't see him doing this ever again. And he shouldn't because this was the perfect this little like yeah, send off. Yeah, this was perfect. This was perfect. I mean, my goodness, and just knowing how much of a fan Kevin Owens is of Stone Cold. Um, I don't know if you've heard the story. I've heard it a few times. He's told it on some podcasts and stuff where him and Sammy were on their way to PWG. This was like yeah. when they were just breaking they, into business. They, bu- they bumped into him in an airport. In the airport, yeah. And then they went over to him. They talked to him and stuff. And um, Kevin Owens used to have posters of Stone Cold in his room and everything like that. I mean, my goodness, man. Talk about living the boyhood dream. Uh, I was just so happy for Kevin Owens throughout this whole entire thing. And Stone Cold looked great, man. Like, for for the things that he did, like, it worked, man. It was just, it was so simple. It was, I believe it went 13 minutes and it was just an all out brawl and they went everywhere. They went around the, uh, the stadium. They went on, on the stage. Um, he had his ATV. It was great, bro. Uh, just freaking man. It was awesome. The stunner uh, was perfect. It looked great. You know, Kevin Owens sold it perfectly and stone cold celebrated. And it was just the perfect way to send us fans home happy. Um, you know, Listen, going to that Texas live place that I went to uh, after night one, just like the vibe, everybody was so like just happy, you know, just like it it was like leaving a show on a high like that. There's really nothing better. And just like I said, this was there was a reason why they put this in the main event spot. And I'm glad they did, because there was nothing else that could have. I don't want to say nothing else that could have topped this because we just talked about two really great matches on the show as well. But it just wouldn't have felt right, you know. Stone yeah. Cold ending the show right. the way he did, it was just great, oh, great, great match, Perfect. fun match. Uh, and yeah, Kevin Owens made the right decision, man. Good for him. So happy for him, man. Because you know, from back back to back manias, last year he got to be in a in a match with Sami Zayn where they've wrestled every all over the world, and now mm-hmm. they had a match at WrestleMania, and then a year later he made he main events with Stone Cold Steve Austin. Fucking nuts, man. Great fucking story for Ke- for Kevin Owens. All right, let's go, let's move real quick with night 2. So, night 2, I think night 1 overall was a better show than night 2, but I still think night 2 was a fun show. I think that's the best way to describe it. It was a fun show. They had a great yeah. opener which we talked about it on, on the last episode that was going to be a great match and that's this triple threat match for the tag titles, Street Par- Profits, Alpha Academy, RK Bro. I thought this match was great. I thought all six men worked their ass off. The only thing I will say is, um, listen, man, I, I know they, they're they're pushing Gable Stevenson down our throats, you know, because this is like a big signing, and you know, because he won the Olympics or whatever. I really hope he he really makes the rounds in NXT and they really develop his character, because man, he is wonder bread, my friend. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, this is a guy, too, who's going to get booed out of every freaking building because they're going to shove him down our throats really, really quickly. You could already tell. Yeah, I wasn't I wasn't into... Uh, um, I'm not really into Gable Stevenson. I, I think there's potential there, you know, with the proper... Uh, just, like, just making him, you know, maybe not necessarily in an in-ring aspect. I don't think he's going to have trouble there. I think just mm-hmm. developing a character, that... A that gimmick, might, yeah. Yeah, that, I think that's going to be a, a hill that he has to um, overcome, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll see what happens there. Um, Bobby Lashley almost. This match was what it was, man. But I'm happy that Lashley went over. And then, especially what yeah. we saw like on Monday Night Raw, where MVP turns on Lashley. 
and he sides with almost. So I don't know if almost. I don't know if they're gonna restart a hurt business or something. I don't know what they're gonna do there. But uh, I am happy that Lashley went over almost. Yeah, almost is just not good, man. He's just not good in the ring at all. It was what it was. You know, it was hard hitting, physical. But I was happy that Lashley went over too. It just. I don't really know what the future is with Omos. Like I said, I don't know. Yeah, he's terrible. He's bro. been around for so long. He's, he's worked awful. with AJ Styles, and he's still not good. He's awful. <laughs> so, he's awful. I don't know. <laughs> awful. I don't know. This was one of my favorite moments of WrestleMania Night 1. I mean, Night 2. One of my favorite moments. And that's his Knoxville Sami Zayn match. I laughed so much in this match. I'm a diehard Jackass fan. Like, as a kid, I used to watch Jackass religiously. Viva La Bam, The Wild Boys, like, all the movies. Like, I'm just a big Jackass fan. This match was everything it needed to be. Just so many shenanigans. The run-ins from the Jackass crew with Chris Pontius and Wee Man doing the fucking body slam to Sami Zayn. Dude, this match was so fucking fun. I enjoyed it. I laughed my ass off. It was great, man. I really enjoyed it. And another one where I say Sami Zayn made the right decision to resign with the WWE because from a mainstream aspect, it's like he resigned with the WWE to be in a in a big time match with an actual story behind it because the storytelling to lead to this match was great with Johnny Knoxville from Jackass. Ah, dude, I loved it. Loved it. Yeah, Sami Zayn was a, a freaking MVP, man. He really is a trooper. Let me tell you, he put so much work into this. He took all these crazy bumps. Um, it was great for what it was. I know a lot of people were probably cringing and said it was embarrassing and all that stuff. But you know what? Not everything in pro wrestling has to be Kenny Omega, Okada, Tokyo Dome level of, of, of a match. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. it's okay to have a fun comedy match at times, you know, and laugh and, and just be entertained. And that's what I think a lot of people were here is just entertained, you know? Like, I mean, how could you watch this and not laugh? I mean, we man picking up Sammy and slamming him like Andre the Giant. <laughs> like, I mean, dude, it, it was, was freaking incredible. Was the giant mouse trap, oh. the bowling ball, the, hand. the uh, I mean, the hand, just, the, the hand, <laughs> the hand. Oh my God, dude. Just, how could you just watch this I and not it, laugh your ass off, man? Love like, it. I could understand why you would not like this stuff on a pro wrestling show. But, you know, you need a little mix sometimes of, like, comedy, serious stuff. Like, it's just, it was a nice just uh, match to be entertained with and just sit back and be like, wow, like, this is, you know, and, I'm enjoying this for and what And also it is. to some of the peckerheads, it's like, you're putting it on a celebrity and you put the talent. Like, listen, I love how people always bring that to the conversation, whether we're talking about, like, the Paul, Logan Paul, or, like, in this case, Johnny Knoxville, you know, Bad Bunny. But celebrity involvement when it comes to wrestling, specifically WWE, has been happening since day one, yeah, going back right, to WrestleMania right. 1. Right. Like, this has been a thing. So the peckerheads that are complaining or whatever, like, really? You're complaining? Listen, give it up to Knoxville. Because that dude was committed yeah. to this. He was committed 1,000%. That's what I'm saying. Going back to before, man, when I, we were talking about Logan Paul, I said, you know what? You're going to put celebrities in this type of position. They better put in the work. They better not just be doing this for just a, you know, yeah. a paycheck or whatever and just to go in and, and get out. And you could tell that they were into this band from start to finish. And like I said, I loved how we had the whole rest of the Jackass crew like behind him, uh, you know, coming out from under the ring in, in these hilarious just spots. Just, dude, I really, really. I, and you know what? I will say, I'm, and I don't know for sure, but I don't know if this would have worked with anybody else 
other than Sami Zayn. Yeah. I, I really don't, you know, and you can make that argument too. Yeah. I don't know because Johnny Knoxville hasn't worked with anybody other than Sami Zayn, but just knowing how Sami Zayn is, I'm not sure if this would have worked with anybody other than him. Yeah. You needed a heel that was annoying that mm-hmm. you would want to punch yeah. in the face yeah. and want all this shit to happen to them. By the way, going back to that to that Wee Man uh, uh, slam, he held him up there. Like, you know, he <laughs> held him up there. Like, it wasn't like, okay. It looked like he struggled. Yeah, yeah, yeah like, look, like look he's that. holding him. Like, <laughs> hey, I, I got no time. Because that's what I was thinking. I was like, just drop him already. Yo, just drop when him. Sammy Zane, <laughs> when, when Sammy Zayn kicked the shit out of Wee Man, that place was like a chorus of fucking booze, bro. Yeah. You, know, you know what it reminded me? You, you know my, my favorite uh, uh, Mexican wrestling, uh, like, midget kick is that is that one little one. The guy jumps, like goes to the rope and then hits him, and the guy makes like a flip. Right, 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 right. That's what it reminded me when he kicked him. When like when he kicked Wee Man. Oh my that god, that was funny though. <laughs> Dude, man, give I I love this so much, man. It was really really good. Uh, it was enjoyable. Yeah. that's what it's supposed to be. It was fucking great. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what? I don't know how you felt about this, Ryan, because you were there live, but it kind of overexceeded my expectation too. And that was um. This fatal four way for the women's tag titles. I thought all women busted their ass, man. It, it, it yeah. was. It, I mean, it wasn't like a, a mat technician type of wrestling match, but I I really expected like this is gonna be a shit show. And I thought like all the women busted their ass, man. And Sasha Banks and Naomi are now your new uh, tag team champions, and I'm happy for them. Yeah, yeah, it was it was pretty solid. Um, you know, it, it's like after again coming off of certain matches, like you know the, the Knoxville and, and Zane. Like, you kind of just have a, like, like, this was a little bit of, like, a breather type of match. So, like, you know, I uh, had a chance to scroll on my phone to see what other people were saying about, you know, the that match and stuff like that. So, like, you know, I wasn't fully, fully invested in it, I will admit. But, um, yeah, from what I saw, it was pretty solid. And I'm happy for Sasha Banks finally ending the streak of being 0-6 at WrestleMania. I don't even know how that's a real stat because of the amount of amazing moments and matches that she's had at WrestleMania, but she has six losses and now she can add one win to that. Mm-hmm. Um, and her and Naomi, man, Hey, listen, I know it's random. I know it's thrown together, but those two work together. Yeah, I mean, they, they were team bad from the beginning, yep. you know, so they have a history with each other and, uh, Hey, if they could bring those women's titles to s- somewhat of relevance, then I'm all for it. So yeah, me too. Me too. So this next match, I thought this was a good match, and I think, but I feel like a lot of people either expected more, because I think the story they ultimately wanted to tell was what we got post match, and that's Damian Priest joining Edge, and that's Edge versus AJ Styles. I thought this match was good. It wasn't a bad <laughs> match, but it wasn't Taker Michaels WrestleMania twenty five, and I think a lot of people expected something to that caliber. Uh, I thought the match was enjoyable. But it started off slow, and then it started picking up as the match progressed. But ultimately, the story they wanted to tell was just Priest joining Edge. And this obviously, this feud is going to continue. Um, Edge did go over. I'm okay with Edge going over as long as AJ picks up a win at some point as this feud continues, whether it's WrestleMania Backlash or whatever, however story they plan on, whatever story they do plan on telling um, when it comes to this feud. Also, AJ Styles busted himself open before the match even started. Yeah, how? Yeah. So, apparently, the WrestleMania entrance, I guess, there's like a curve that kind of sticks out or something. So, when he was getting amped up, I guess AJ was too getting amped up while he was... Oh, so he Goldberg himself. 
Well, Goldberg does it intentionally. <laughs> AJ doesn't. <laughs> AJ was legitimately by mistake. But, uh, yeah, he, he busted himself a little bit open. But, um, you know, credit to both guys. I thought this match was good, but I just don't think it was a great match. Yeah. You know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of the last time we were really excited for a WrestleMania match between uh, AJ Styles and Shinsuke Nakamura right. at 34. Right. And it didn't deliver to what we thought it was going to be. Good match, but it wasn't thing. great. It wasn't Tokyo yeah. Dome. It was this match between Edge and AJ Styles, like you said, was just too slow. Yeah. You know, yeah, it was slow in the beginning. It picked, yeah, it picked up, but it was still a little on the slower side. I just feel like it took forever to get going. And, you know, I know that's the style that Edge wrestles regularly. You know, he's, he's, he's not a, he's not a, a quick worker. He's not like a, you know, the way Seth Rollins and Cody went, you know, move to move back and forth, this and that. Edge is one of those guys where he'll hit a move and then, you know, both guys will lay down for a little bit and he'll try and recover and then he'll get up and they'll do another move. It's just kind of, it's that type of pacing um, usually with Edge. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. He's one of the greatest of all time, but that's just kind of like, I think people were just expecting a more like back and forth type of like, like you said, like a Sean Taker or, you know, something where we could just get on our feet, you know, because of all these near falls and, oh, AJ hits the Styles Clash, but then Edge comes back with the execution and things like, like you know, things like that, you know? Um, just didn't really get to that point that I think a lot of people wanted it to. Uh, but like you said, not a bad match whatsoever. I do have to watch it back on TV because maybe I'll feel differently after watching it back on TV. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Edge gets the win. He spears AJ out of midair when he goes for the phenomenal forearm because he gets distracted by Damian Priest. And listen... I'm I'm all in on this Edge and Damian Priest type of uh, you know faction thing here that they're gonna be telling. You know, I'm sure they'll add somebody else to the mix too. Um, listen, I'm I'm excited and I'm intrigued to see where it goes. You know, um, it's a different side of Edge, but I don't necessarily think it's a bad side. Hey, so. He's definitely paying homage to Taker too with that entrance. If you saw Edge's yeah. entrance at Mania, and you know what I'm kind of hoping for too here. Um, and this is just me fantasy booking, not saying this is going to happen, but like if numbers are gaining, like you know, with Edge and Priest, just let's keep on getting the best of AJ, where. AJ needs to get some backup and he goes to a fellow Bullet Club member in Finn Balor <laughs> and we see kind of like, you know, Balor and AJ, you know, you mm-hmm. kind of create this like, you know, like not a Bullet Club, but you know what I mean? Like, you know, they just... Like a partnership. A partnership, you know, to, to feud mm-hmm. with Priest and Edge. I think that would be pretty cool. You can go get Amos or Amaso, whatever the fuck his name is. Absolutely not. Okay, I know. <laughs> I know. And it also makes sense storyline-wise too because Damien Priest and Finn Balor, yeah, are lower. Like we're like you know in a in a little mini feud there, and then you know Edge and and AJ too. So because you know the pop yeah. that we would have if we get another two sweet between Balor and AJ, big yeah. pop, baby, big pop. Hell yeah! All right, uh, another great moment in WrestleMania, and that was Pat McAfee and Austin Theory, dude. Pat McAfee got one of the loudest pops that weekend, dude. At yeah. least that was that's how it came out on TV. I love Pat McAfee. To me, he does no wrong. I think people don't give him the credit he deserves, especially when it comes to wrestling. Because he, yo, he he does his thing, man. I, granted, Austin Theory is also a great worker as well. Uh, I, I thought this match delivered. Uh, Pat McAfee goes over, and then the shenanigans happen after the match. Where Jesus, oh my. talk about overbooked. And you know what? L- let me just throw this out here too, man. Because listen, I, I'm a straight. Sh- I'm, look, let me not say straight shooter because that's your gimmick. But I'm very blunt. Okay. I got to give Dallas and 18th Street Stadium a congratulations. Congratulations. You played yourself. 
when you're fucking saying you still got it to Vince McMahon, <laughs> while we know damn well he don't got nothing, what the fuck is wrong with y'all, man? What is oh, wrong with y'all? Not, what? What? He didn't have, did you did you see what he was doing? Nope. Unless it was a sarcastic, you still got it. No, that was no 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 that was that was <laughs> typical WWE fans being too much. Now was it piped in for TV, Ryan, or did people actually chant that? No, the people were chanting. God damn. <laughs> Congratulations. Damn. You played yourself. Come on, Dallas. <laughs> so he's, he's, he was, I just, you know what? I didn't need I don't the, take credit for that. No, 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 I know, no. I don't, I don't, I know. Listen, I, I know you're way better than that, Ryan. <laughs> but I will say this. I would have been okay with this if it wasn't a match. If it would have been just Vince and Austin Theory putting the boots on Pat McAfee, beating him up. Maybe we get a little chair shot in there or something, and then Austin comes out. I would have been that would have been clean. But the fact that we got like a match, quote unquote, it just was god awful. Like it wasn't believable. Pat McAfee selling for Vince. It, you know, all it, it took forever to get to the point of all this, which was Stone Cold coming out. And giving Vince a stunner and and um, Austin Theory a stunner and was it was it a stunner? Yeah, an attempted stunner. Oh my goodness! Mick Foley's still uh, laughing. <laughs> oh my god, dude! Yeah, yeah, Mick Foley's video. Dude, yeah. Austin was cracking up while he was doing it. To dude, me. how could you not? It was. Uh, oh my goodness, dude. man! Like, oh my god, dude! <laughs> oh my god! Come on! I'm thinking about it. I'm laughing just thinking about it right now. <laughs> Oh, oh my god, yeah, there it is. It's so it's just, bad. Uh, <laughs> oh my god. Come on, Vin. Oh it's so bad. Lord, oh my god. I mean, like, why did he why did he fall back? Like, why couldn't he like Because he's 113 years old? <laughs> yeah, but look at the shape he's in though. Look at his it, arms. It doesn't matter. Okay, look at for, the veins for, in his arms. It doesn't matter. That uh, that's all steroids. But no, so again, <laughs> he he wasn't all there, right? Oh, because you think? <laughs> if you actually look at it before this, when they put the music back on, he's he already starts to sell it. Remember, like Ric Flair did once when he like he gave away like the 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 shock because yeah, they played the wrong they song. They played Austin Theory's theme, right? yeah, and he sold it like it was Austin. <laughs> but but again, it, like he was foreshadowing. Like we all knew what was gonna happen, right? But I'm pretty sure somebody got fired for that. But, again, he's 112. That first kick, again, either he wasn't expecting it or Grandpa couldn't get up on time. But that whole going to the rope, that was just his body going there. He had no control. <laughs> no control. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right, main event. Roman. <laughs> no, I want watch it again. <laughs> I'm sorry. Boop. <laughs> so, speaking of, speaking of under-delivering, okay, <laughs> Uh, we get this main event, Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar, world title versus universal title. It's not that this match was bad. It just was the weakest one out of their trilogy of matches when it comes to Mania. It's such a good buildup, too. Um, it, right. We finally get the great buildup where the fans are invested into the story and to this match, and they're dubbing it like the greatest, biggest match of WrestleMania history and it was not that whatsoever. Um, there's conflicting reports that Roman Reigns potentially got hurt in this match. I don't know if that's true or not. There was there was pictures um, out there that Apparently his shoulder popped out, right? That his shoulder in. that he popped it back in or whatever. But on SmackDown, he seemed perfectly fine or whatever. And it looks like now we're potentially might get a Nakamura feud. Uh, 
you know, it was just their weakest match. I wish we could have gotten the the match that we got at WrestleMania 34 with this crowd and this story. Because I think yeah. that match was the best match out of the three when it comes to WrestleMania. Oh, yeah? You think so? 34? Right. Because, like, 31 was a good match, too. But 31, Brock Lesnar was more offensive towards... It was more... It wasn't as even. I feel like mm-hmm. their 34 match... Yeah, Brock Lesnar was still more offensive, but, like, Roman Reigns was getting his shit in, too. Okay, yeah, and you that's had, fair. That's and, you had, and you had, like, the blood and everything mm-hmm. going with it. Yeah, I, I agree with you. This definitely was the weakest one and should have been the best one. Um, you know, like I said, with the how great the build was and everything, um, there was just nothing different to it, man. It was just the same thing, man. Suplexes, uh, spears, F5, like, they... They did the barricade spot again. Like they just uh, it, nothing, nothing special, nothing different, nothing crazy about it. And I thought it was um, a lot shorter than I thought it was going to be. Too. I thought minutes. maybe it should have went a little bit longer, yeah. but I guess maybe the Vince crap beforehand took forever. I don't know. <laughs> you think? Did you um, really want it to go longer, Ryan? <laughs> well, I would have liked to see more from Brock yeah. and Roman. You know, if they could have done something yeah. different, you know, and 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 maybe you know, like I said, had that type of. WrestleMania 31 or 34 type of match where it was better, you know? It, this was just a, a copy and paste of, like, everything we've seen between these guys. Nothing special. No crazy moment. Roman wins, which is great. He celebrates with the titles, and the pyro goes off, and then WrestleMania goes off the air. You know, I know some people were probably expecting The Rock. I was not expecting that, but I was just expecting a little bit more of, like, something. Right. I don't, I don't know what, but just a little bit of a better moment to yeah. close out. You know, the show. That's all. I, I think it was safe to say that Roman was going to go over. But you know what? Credit to WWE, because even with an underwhelming main event, and that's the best way to describe it, uh, it didn't take away from the actual event both nights. I still f- came out of this like, hey, this was a really good WrestleMania. It was a great oh, WrestleMania. Yeah. I thought, I, I wish I could have been there. That That, you know, even with an underwhelming main event and... It was just a great WrestleMania weekend overall throughout all these different promotions. Mania itself, I, I just, I wish I could have been there. And, um, you know, next year I'm going to see, I'm definitely going to try to make this happen where I could uh, go to LA. But overall, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm on a high still with WWE. Uh, I'm, I'm going to, I'm, I'm intrigued. I'm invested in the product. I'm, I'm curious to see where Roman goes from here. Like, clearly he's going to run through Shinsuke, but. You know, are we going to get the Cody and Roman um, feud sooner rather than later? Are we going to build to that? Could Cody potentially win money in the bank? There's so many different ways it could go. Uh, do they hold it off just to Mania? There's so many different directions they could go here. Um, and do, do the titles get split up again? There, there's so many different things, so many different questions. But I'm very intrigued, man. I think WWE's at a, at a good place right now. This mania was memorable for uh, so many different reasons, man. This was this mania was truly about moments, and uh, you know when you look back on WrestleManias, you know there's you're not gonna there's no WrestleMania. Nobody can tell me that you remember every single thing from every like like just say WrestleMania 34. There's no way everybody remembers the whole entire match card. Okay, like th- there's things on each WrestleMania that are not gonna be memorable in a few years. But when we look back on WrestleMania 38, it's going to be known for Stone Cold wrestling his last match and looking phenomenal. Cody Rhodes returning a great women's match. Mm -hmm. And for that, you know, Vince McMahon botch of a stunner. Like, we're going to remember this mania for a bunch of different things. And that's why I thought it was just so well done and just so memorable and just one that you could always go back and watch. And, um, 
yeah, it was a great weekend, a great two nights. I know, like we said, night one was better than night two. But if you remember, Mario, the same thing happened last year. Night one, I feel like was way better than night two last year, too. It's always hard to follow up uh, when you do a sequel. It's always hard to follow up the original. Right. I think with Mania being two nights moving forward, night one is always going to be the better night than night two because it's tough to top night one, unless night one is terrible. But I just feel like the first night of Mania is always going to be that the better show. You know what I mean? Right. So um, I just feel like it's going to be a common thing where it's like from years to come, night one will always be the better show than night two. But overall, like you said, and I agree with you 100%, night two being what it was, definitely just, it had its moments on night yeah. two as well. Like, it did not hurt the whole entire no. you know, weekend think, as a whole. Like so. I said, think, of, think about it like this. With an underwhelming main event, which if, if it, I, I feel like people would probably have different opinions. Like, if, if it was, like, just one night and you have an underwhelming main event, people can be like, man, yeah, that WrestleMania was stuck. The main event was this. But now with two nights, even with an underwhelming main event, and I'm not saying the match was bad, it was just underwhelming, it did not take away nothing away from the Mania experience and just the Mania show overall. Absolutely, 100%. I could not agree more, man. It was uh, it was phenomenal. I really enjoyed it, and I, it seems like a lot of people, you know, you included, and even people that bash WWE on a, on a normal basis, like a lot of the journalists and stuff, like JD from NY, he's one of the ones that obviously, you know, he has his strong opinions. He never says anything nice to say. But he enjoyed a night one and, you know, WrestleMania too. So that says a lot right there when you can get a guy like him to, to change his tune a little bit. So yeah, cause that overall, fucking, yeah. That fucking guy has like a Napoleon complex, bro. That dude's angry about everything. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So when he can say something good about the product, that's when you know it's good. So, yeah, I thought overall very successful. On paper, it looked terrible. But, uh, man, it, it certainly delivered in a big way. Yeah. Well, what happens with the night two thing is that it's starting to feel more like the the Monday Night Raw after WrestleMania, right? Because now the actual Monday Night Raw after WrestleMania wasn't that great, if you will. So to to me, and again, going back to what you said at the beginning, Mario, with with uh, SmackDown being a waste of time, the whole thing was a waste of time. You know what I mean? Like, what did you get out of Raw the next day? A couple of hits here and there, but again, with with Night Two. It kind of feels like that Monday Night Raw after WrestleMania, like that big. You know what I mean? Like it's not going to be as big as the first night, but you're going to get some good shots in. Again, it's a good point. It's a good point. That's why I got the hell out of Dallas on Monday. I was like, I ain't staying for Raw. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, all right. So uh, one last thing I want to, uh, and this is just something worth mentioning or whatever, because I think it, it's big and it's very telling on, on possibilities and future. Is listen, New Japan is all elite because both AEW Dynamite and yeah. Rampage are going to be a New Japan world. And I think this is major and it's very telling on p potential crossovers and maybe even some type of super show happening down the line. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it's big, man. I mean, listen, at one point, New Japan wanted nothing to do with AEW and Tony Khan even admitted that too. He said they don't, they wanted nothing to do with uh, a new promotion like that. That's why they suck with ring of honor and, and now look at them, man. They're all elite. And obviously, who? how could you deny, you know, with how great AEW has been and, and with Tony Khan being a great businessman that he is, it's great to see. So, yeah, I'm, I'm excited for this potential New Japan versus AEW uh, if they do a super show or just for the simple fact of AEW guys going over to New Japan and potentially, you know, just doing some tours over there. You know, I mean, AEW's roster is stacked. Now they got Ring of Honor, but they could afford to – 
give New yeah. Japan a few guys too for let's a few see. different, you know, a, a week, a few weeks of, of a tour. Or let's something see like some that, AW you know? guys. Maybe throw some Impact guys. Fucking the G1 Super and the G1 man, the G1 Climax. They just announced New Japan that the G1's returning to its normal yeah, time summer, slot of, man. Uh, in the summer. Yeah. And um, I just saw the news too that um, they're trying to figure out their visa situation as well. Uh, to try to get people back into the country and, and, and try to get uh, you know, pe- try to get people back into the product too, <laughs> and that, that as well too, man. I have I, I heard they actually had a good show. Um, yeah, um, was it yesterday? Yeah, uh, Okada and, Yeah, Okada and uh, Zack Saber Jr. Yeah, you know yeah. what? It's, from what I've been following on social media, they definitely have some good storylines going now. Like. Um, the Tongans are like full New Japan guys now. Like they're yeah, feuding with, with the Bullet Club. Yo, it's so dope, yeah. man. It's so dope. So I, you know, with everything going on with how great AEW's been and obviously with WrestleMania and all these type of things, I mean, I it just, I have not found the time to really get into New Japan again. Right. Um, but man, I could, yeah, I, I hope at some point, you know, especially if they get this visa situation yeah. figured out. I got back into it because I do miss yeah. watching New Japan on yeah, a regular too, basis. Man. Me too, man. Especially when they have a great card and it's like, you know, I'm going to thug it out, you know, get this nap in, wake up at three in the yeah. morning and just, <laughs> you know, have Red Bull in hand, just fucking wired like a drug addict. Just <laughs> fucking... So much fun. Oh, yeah. my God. But yeah, that's it, man. I think we covered everything. What a great episode, man. Uh, I'm so happy that you experienced Dallas. I wish I could have been there, but there's always next year, dude. Hell yeah, man. Dude, we, we, I missed you and Leo, man. I, I was just thinking of like the day of manias. We're just chilling in the pool, playing a bunch of drinking games and stuff. I was just like, damn, like you, you, it would have been so cool if you guys would have no, been there. No, and because stuff, then but... Sunday I would have been like this. So, <laughs> <laughs> where's Leo? Sleeping. <laughs> um, Ryan, give me your plugs in, bro. All right. Just follow at Lucha Outsiders on Twitter. Um, you know, it was, uh, a lot going on throughout the weekend. I didn't get to post too much stuff, um, but you know, I'll try to get back on track with uh, the Twitter and everything. And uh, so, definitely give that a follow. Wrestling Radar. I usually plug that to um, subscribe on YouTube, but we did not take any videos from this weekend. So at this point, I guess it's uh, it's as dead as the Royal Rumble. Hey, maybe maybe um, maybe, all, maybe um, all Out Weekend Chicago. Maybe Who maybe knows? I'll bring it back All Out Weekend at some point. I definitely mm-hmm. encourage you to subscribe. We got a lot of fun stuff on there, anyways. So all right, uh, Leo, I'm about to plug. I'm going to be that Mark that's going to buy this Titus O'Neil card for a dollar. <laughs> Congratulations. You played No, actually, yourself. I put G- G1 card wrestling, right? And, and I get all the, the info. But there's a, there's actually somebody out there selling a Titus O'Neil WWE like card. Um, How is that even relevant, Leo? I don't know. I'm just saying. I looked at it. <laughs> and it's used, too. No, because I actually looked at There's a Hulk Hogan. I think I have it uh, for 35 bucks. At LosRadio.com. If you guys have a show, you want to do a show? All right. Well, that was very underwhelming, just like the main event of WrestleMania. But I do have, I do. Come on, Stone Cold. I do have. Close it out. An an announcement. I have an Uh, announcement. uh, You get married. Wow, I didn't know that was. I had no idea that shit was going to be at the end of that. I had no clue. Okay, McMahon, we're waiting for the the stunner. The announcement (laughs) is your boy. Is going to Vegas for double or nothing. Yeah. I'm back, baby. Yeah. I'm back to traveling again, baby. Traveling man. Woo. Going to Vegas. My Woo. first time going to Vegas. The hotel oh, is booked. Oh, boy. The flights are booked. Oh, boy. I haven't <laughs> bought my double or nothing ticket yet, but I, I'm going to make, you know, it's Vegas. So I'm going to gamble, and I'm sure I'm going to get a ticket. I'm not worried about that. You'll but, yes, I'm going to Vegas. I'm nice. trying to and trying to get some sun. I'm trying to relax, 
possibly get a tan, watch some great wrestling, and who knows, even potentially see CM Punk win the world title. Who knows? I'm just throwing that out there. But we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. But I am excited. I've never been to a double nothing. never been to Vegas, so I'm excited. And who knows? Maybe I even attend the GCW show the night before. So who knows? Nice. I'm sure you will. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that is happening. I am going to Vegas, bro. I, I just need to I need to just just, you know, just fucking take a break from just reality for a bit for a couple of days and and then we also have all out happening uh, in September. So I'm definitely going to do be doing that as well. So some things are definitely coming down and but I'm traveling again, bro. I'm excited for Vegas. Nice. Very happy for you, man. I'm uh I wish I could swing Napa Man Mania weekend me dirty. Never say never. Never but. say never like oh, Taker with, with, oh, me. with you. Because wasn't it the week of the Rumble? Like, dude, yeah. I can't do the show because I'm going to the Royal Rumble. Wait, what do you mean you're going to? The, I'm going to the Rumble. <laughs> never say never with Ryan. But I understand yeah, though. True. I also understand too because WrestleMania is WrestleMania weekend. It's just a lot, bro. It's a lot. It, yeah. May twenty seventh. Takes a lot out of you. So mm-hmm. May twenty seventh. Ryan's going to be on a plane. Don't come on! Don't don't be don't be don't be! <laughs> Look at his face. God. He's thinking about it. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm I'm thinking about it. But... Well, Ryan, let me know. Let me know. <laughs> All right, guys, that's it. Um, if you miss anything or everything on today's episode, make sure to download, subscribe to the podcast version of the show. iTunes, SoundCloud, going to be fancy. Apple Podcasts, tune in on Mescla app, LowestRadio.com, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, wherever you get your podcast needs. And that is it. You know he's really thinking about it. Right? I know Ryan's thinking about it. Like this right guy's now. like a. This guy's a. Tra- he's a. He's a. Tra- we need to somehow figure out like a good traveler nickname for him too, because he's a traveler when it comes to wrestling as well. Yeah, listen. I love traveling and I love seeing new places because wrestling brings me to places, man. I would never be able to go to. That's true. There's no way in hell I'd ever go to St. Louis, Missouri. <laughs> if, if there wasn't a wrestling show. Or Tropicana Field. <laughs> or Tropicana Field. Or Tropicana Field. Oh, man. The ongoing feud between Ryan and Tropicana Field. It'll never end. It's the fight forever story. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm going to, you know, when the when it kind of works out time-wise, I'm going to uh, definitely start. If I can't do it, I'll definitely travel. Especially with this Vegas thing. I, got, I was very shocked. The deal I got for flight and hotel included, I was like, "Wow, this is definitely affordable." So, I'll tell you guys off air. Yeah, lucky. Yeah, hey, I'll tell you guys off air what how much I paid. But um, yeah, man, I'm looking. I'm looking forward to it, man. And I'm not worried about the the double or nothing ticket. I'll I'll get it. I'll get it. Yeah, of course. The the longer you wait, the better it'll work out because you'll get a better seat for a cheap price. So, and this will be me knocking off another. Uh, AEW pay-per-view because I've done a full gear I've go. done a revolution and now I'll be doing double or nothing and then September all out yeah that's I just need to do double or nothing so maybe one day maybe oh May boy here we go <laughs> bad influence bad influence on Ryan this guy's a traveler what can I say alright for the old man Leo that has a bad hangover <laughs> for Ryan Radar fresh from Dallas I'm your student Mr. Radar until next time keep Radar and stay tuned.